transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying. Right. What's the cost? Be the boss, breaking down the walls. We all lean once the coin guitars. Got the plan of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. From three fours to four three. The founder of Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legend. Hate me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good, so are the Stogies. Some real talk, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slapdick Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars. Be true to yourself and see if, if if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. They said, let's call it the Slapdick Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Real Coach JB, back at it. Hate me now, love me later on this fine work boot Wednesday. Got my hard hat right above me here, uh, representing Slapdick Vodka, Slapdick Movement. Um, welcome in, YouTubers. Everybody on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, everybody out there listening. I appreciate everybody coming on in. Make sure you pound the like button, hit the button, subscribe, join, become a member today. Um... Lots to discuss on this Work Boot Wednesday. It's hump day. I'm here to get you over the fucking hump. Um, I bet you that's something that uh, R. Kelly's saying today. He just got sentenced to about 30 fucking years. Uh, Deshaun Watson's probably fucking next, following right after his ass. Deshaun Watson's the R. Kelly of football. Shit. We might as well break that down. But anyway, it's uh, Work Boot Wednesday here on the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later podcast on every platform you can listen to a podcast. Come on over to YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe. Go on over to CoachJBStore.com. Get you some fresh gear, some merch, hat, visor, or the Slapdick Vodka, Slapdick Whiskey. Go check it out. CoachJBStore.com. Um... Also, you can join my raffle. I know it's a little last minute, but we put a raffle out on Monday that we are flying somebody out, a special guest who wins the raffle for my July 9th vodka release launch party here in Southern California, flight and hotel. So you can check it out, uh, enter today. It's all over social media and my YouTube this show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and get you 50% off on your first deposit or welcome bonus. We got Major League Baseball in full swing. Kershaw gave up six runs yesterday, the first time in six years. Um, you can also head on over and, and check out all the new MMA fights that are coming up this weekend. That me and my main man Hector will discuss on Scared Money Don't Make No Money Friday on Fearless Friday on our betting segment. Uh, today's show is uh, brought to you by Bet Online as well as BlueChew.com. So, but head on over to BetOnline.com or dot, oh, BetOnline.ag. Tell them that I sent you. Get you fifty percent off using promo code Believe B L E A V. 
Bet online where the game starts. Lots to discuss. Lots to discuss today on this. Hate me now, love me later. Real talk banter. Let me get you started with the quote of the day. Um, quote of the day, man. A lot of you guys don't get it. A lot of you guys don't understand. The best way to appreciate your job is to imagine yourself without one. Imagine that. Imagine yourself without a motherfucking job. And I bet you, uh, I bet you, you would be like, damn, crying over spilled milk. A lot of you motherfuckers, same with coaching, a lot of you players, players that are transferring every five minutes. We're going to get into the whole Arch Manning, uh, Quinn Ewers debate. Uh, that can possibly be a debacle um, coming up soon. But, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, interesting, man. It's going to be very interesting. But a lot of players who also think the, gra- the grass is always greener and all this shit, man, go ahead and uh, appreciate your job um, or try to imagine you without one. I bet you you appreciate that motherfucker real, real quick. I'm going to actually dive into that today. Um, So, you know, it's one of those days, hump day, right? We got to get you motherfuckers over the hump. And uh, I'm going to start with contrary to belief because a lot of you motherfuckers just are not very smart. You're not very educated out here. And I got to coach you up and teach you, uh, you know, the coaching one-on-one with JB English class. Brought to you by betonline.ag. I'll kill you with my bare hands. Do you understand that bear is not a fucking bear in the woods? It's actually your bare hands. B-A-R-E, like a bear ass. It's not a fucking bear that you get in the woods. I will kill you with my bare hands. Some of you motherfuckers are illiterate, and you type that way, and you fucking tweet that way. It is evident that you need coaching one-on-one with JB every day. Compliment versus compliment. I compliment you on having nice hair, Lucy. Peanut butter compliments jelly very nicely. There is two different compliments. Do you fucking know that? You complimenting me on my 12-inch around dick on Google is not the same as my 12-inch dick compliments your pussy. It's a different compliment, motherfuckers. Wake up, smell the coffee, let's get it cracking. It's hump day, work boot Wednesday. Let's get it cracking. Everybody hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Uh, contrary to belief, brought to you by betonline.ag. Um, I got a good uh, poll question today. Good cult poll question. Uh, the poll questions I'm, you know, put a little more time into, so I got to get you some poll questions today. The poll question today is one that I'll post on social media later. Later, would you rather have more time or more money? Poll question of the day here on the Hate Me Now, Let Me Later show. Would you rather have more time or more money? Um, I'd rather have more money. That's just me personally. 
Like, I'll bet on myself and bank on that in more time I'll make more money. But also, I can get shot walking my doggy tomorrow and the motherfucker all ends. I'd rather take the money and run right now. Fuck time. I already know time is limited. Um, and I don't think you can get more time. I think time's a thief and it is what it is. I'll take more money. Derby City said he'll take more time. I'll take more money, Derby. So make sure you become a fucking member and give me more money today instead of fucking more time that you're stealing from my motherfucking ass by being on this show and not being a fucking member. See, you're taking my time, which is my fucking money. So now we can debate this whole new scenario that your motherfucking ass is still in my money right now and I'm giving you my fucking time because you're not a member. It's $1.99, motherfucking cheap bastard. You spend more money at Starbucks every day. So anyway, I'd rather have more money. Um, that's just me. I don't know. That's kind of me. Um, Slapdick of the day. I got to break it down. I won't show you. I'll keep the poll question up. But Slapdick of the day. Ben Affleck, not Affleck like the fucking duck, but Ben Affleck, 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 I don't know. I don't know if you know, I was in a movie with him. I was actually in one of Ben Affleck's first movies. Uh, I remember I told my coaching staff at Indy and they all laughed at me and was like, you're lying, coach. We actually pulled it up and showed it. I'm going to have to find it. But it was actually called The Aaron Henry Story. It was an HBO special, 30-minute movie. I was the quarterback on the team that starts to show off, Ben Affleck is actually this steroid stallion fuck who uh, starts getting on steroids and becomes this, like, fucking super aggressive fuck who beats everybody up and shit. Anyway, they filmed it at my high school, Artesia High School, my senior year, because there was an earthquake that year in Northridge. And the first school they picked was, I want to say it was Alhambra High or one of those schools out that way. And what happened was the earthquake fucked the school up. And so the next thing, they just went down the list on an alphabetical order deal. And Artesia, my high school, was next. And that's where they chose. That's the exact story. And the head coach was the guy from Ghostbusters and the Allstate commercials. The black dude with the with, that's on the Allstate commercials and uh, uh, he was in Ghostbusters. He actually was the head coach of the team. Ben Affleck got his rims taken off his BMW in the parking lot by the Hawaiian Gardens gangster. The, the SA gangsters in, from Hawaiian Gardens took his fucking uh, rims. <laughs> We had to make a deal with the homies and try to get the hubcaps from his BMW back. Um, and then the other fucking actors were the guy, the curly hair fuck from 90210. Ernie Hudson was the head coach, yep. You can Google it in the movie and pop it up. Look, look it up. It's called the Aaron Henry story, or is it the John Henry story? Aaron Henry story or the John Henry story? Fuck, it was 1993. I don't remember. I've seen it a few times. Um, you can probably find it online. I showed the coaching staff. We were all laughing. But I'm in the very beginning of the movie. I'm not in the movie like as a remaining actor. I'm just in get, in my helmet and gear. Um, but I was in that fucking show. Um, that was like Ben Affleck's one of his first movies. But anyway, he's a slapdick of the day because, I don't know if you heard about it, but his son, 10 years old, hopped in a $289,000 2022 Lamborghini and backed the motherfucker into a car at a high-dollar rental um, show. You see that right there. You see the 
You see the clip right above me there. Uh, ben Affleck's 10-year-old son reverses pricey Lamborghini into a parked BMW. And look at Ben. Ben's over there hot. <laughs> uh, well, fuck. Don't let your 10-year-old drive a fucking Lamborghini. But that's the problem in society today. I'm going to get into the whole Ben Affleck thing. Uh, now, that wasn't J-Lo, was it? Was that J-Lo? I thought it was Jennifer Garner. Um, I know J-Lo's back with them. I thought Jennifer Garner. Isn't it Jennifer Garner's kid, though? I heard it was Jennifer Garner that was sitting there, not J-Lo. I don't know. I could be wrong, Brian Martinez. Um, it could be. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about it. My fucking daddy taught me how to drive a fucking 18-wheeler at 10 years old, by the way. And my driver's test was a fucking stick shift fucking cabriolet convertible VW bug that was my fucking driver's ed test car. My dad made me take it in a stick on purpose. Man, I willed and dealed that motherfucker. I was woo woo had to push it down, up, and to the left to get it in reverse. A lot of motherfuckers don't know about those cars. That was like a 1986 Cabriolet. Hey, dog, perfect score on a driver's test, Tommy. Don't get it twisted. And I, to this day, I thank my dad for making shit harder than, it, than making it fucking easier. But that's the generation we got. Ben Affleck's bitch ass wants to fucking teach his son don't teach don't teach his son how to drive. Well, guess what you have? You got that motherfucker wrecking. Top dollar cars. But we're going to get into that shit later. Uh, but poll question, would you rather have more time or more money? Um, joke of the day. I'm going to give you a joke of the day here today. Uh, my jokes of the day, by the way, aren't comedian-like. They're just me talking shit, making up shit, or seeing shit online and finding it. But joke of the day, how do you make a pool table laugh? How do you make a pool table laugh if you know how to, if you know what you know? Drop it in the in the in the chat if you know how to make a pool table laugh. Let me know. If you don't, you're just a fuck stick and a shit bird. Does anyone know how to make a pool table laugh? You tickle its balls, dog. God damn, you tickle its balls. That's how you make a pool table laugh. Come on, man. Fuck, dog. You guys don't have any. <laughs> I got to I got to I got to I got to fucking uh, got to hype up the party around this motherfucker. Um You ticked its balls. I don't know what that means, Jeremiah. Um First and 10 segment other show, you know, we're we're getting right down the list here, here on Work Boot Wednesday. Um, lots to discuss. Lots to discuss. I have a fucking, I have a new theory. I have a new theory. All right, here's my new theory. Brought to you by Bluetooth.com. Actually, right on the screen behind me. I know why we have lost the alpha males in America. If you haven't heard about what's going on out there, we have lost the alpha males in America because apparently there's a study out here. I want you to hear me closely now, Lucy. 
There's a study that taint sizes are shrinking, sperm counts are down, humans might be endangered species soon because the male sperm count is the lowest it's ever been in the history of mankind, according to doctors and scientists um, at Value Entertainment. I don't know if it's a fake one. But supposedly, pollution and the plastic that we're consuming on a daily basis is causing human penis sizes to shrink and our taints are tightening down. So, you saw, yes, Brian, yes, Damien, our taint size. See, taints are right there between the balls and the asshole, right? You know where it is, right? Women don't really have that. But, uh, Josh, what up, Oof? You should come down for July 9th, dog, to the party. Um, hopefully your taint size ain't, sh- ain't fucking shortening. But let me break this down. So my mom's a doctor. I've learned a lot about this shit over time. So if your taint is actually, your taint is kind of like a, uh, is kind of a, uh, an area where you can have it played with by your, significant other for my case hopefully a woman right um she could play with your taint and build up testosterone which will allow you to have a bigger how do i say nut (laughs) um so it makes you shoot more nut it leads me into this other segment I have to t- share with you. We are fucking turning into females right in front of our very eyes, humans. Human beings, we're turning into females and non-binary fucking made-up humans and right in front of our very eyes. They're shrinking our taints. They're shrinking our dicks. They're getting rid of our sperm count. It's what's in fucking fast food. It's what we're eating. It's they're doing it on purpose so we can get rid of the fucking alpha males. And we're going to become transgender, drag queen, and fucking non-binary fucking adverbs, nouns, pronouns, adjectives. Fuck whatever you want to call us. We're made up humans. That's what's happening. That's what we're fucking turning into out there, world. So wake the fuck up. I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you, the pollution shrinking our penises, women, please, ladies, stop polluting, so stop throwing your makeup out there in the fucking wind, stop throwing your fucking McDonald's bags out there, especially if you're a lady, ladies, you're participating and adding to the short dick syndrome issues, that's why we have the micro penises at an all-time high, that's why we have the Deshaun Watsons of the world with the micro penis, small dick syndrome out there fucking being a predator fucking groomer. Come on, man. Come on. We got to fucking help the shit out. Um, speaking of nut, Nutter Butter released a fucking statement that they apologize for using the word in on its marketing ploy that said it basically said um, 
Nut. That's all it said. It had N-U-T, and it was discussing Nutter Butter and their ploy to market, and they had to come out and apologize. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, what the fuck? What's going on here? No fucking wonder I can't find Nutter Butters on any fucking shelves in fucking Southern California. And Lucy's sitting there showing me Nutter Butters in Texas. I'm getting fucking pictures from people from Nutter Butters are all over. Why the fuck we don't have no Nutter Butters in California? Well, I guess they said the word nut and they considered it the N-word. I don't know why they're associating it with the N-word. And now Nutter Butters has pulled off uh, a bunch of shit off the shelf. Now, that happened today. I just saw it. Um, it's fucking, I'm telling you, dog, it, it, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Apparently, military expansion um, has happened in Eastern Europe. I don't know if you knew that, but Biden announced the U.S. will expand military support in Eastern Europe. Does that mean we go to war? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we go to war or not. We're expanding there, so I don't know. We don't even have Sriracha. Have you heard about this? Sriracha, the fucking, um, the Sriracha hot sauce and shit. There is no fucking Sriracha. There's a shortage. They stopped making the shit. Dog, we're running out of oil. Now they're saying that olive oil, peanut oil, any oil is cancerous causing. Man, fuck. These nuts are cancering, call, uh, cancer causing. Man, we've had fucking every single fucking thing is cancer causing. It's fucking unbelievable. Um, I don't know if military expansion means we're going to war or not, Jeremiah. Uh, we're going to supposedly going into a recession. It's going to be a real nice fucking time to go into a recession, into a war with high gas prices. That means the gas is going to be $20 a gallon. We're going to be in the worst recession of all time. And please stop blaming Biden for all this, even though he's a fucking moron. We get it. But Trump was, too. And so have our last few presidents, because we're in a country of 400 fucking million people. And those are the two best options we can find. Two old racist pedophile fucks are the only two fucking people that will run for president. I guess money talks, bullshit walks, and that's what it is, man. We got a fucking vice president that I ain't even heard from because she's so fucking retarded. When she gets on the fucking poll, she gets on the stand. She don't know what the fuck to say. Everything out of her mouth is a lie. Biden can't even stay up or speak. He fucking just is oblivious. It, we are a laughing stock of the fucking world. Where we used to be the number one country in the world, we are now the laughing stock of the world, and everyone's just laughing at us. Everybody's fucking laughing at us. But dra- we got drag queens, we got transgenders, we have some major fucking top priority shit out there, people. We have some major top priority shit out here. We want to make sure that we're fucking pushing Ken dolls to be pregnant. We want to make sure that we're fucking pushing these narratives. Drag queens at the Denny's for the little kids to see. We want to make sure we're pushing that shit. That's top priority for us. So make sure you know. Come on, guys. Make sure that's fucking priority. Fuck the youth. Fuck helping the kids. Fuck teaching what's right from wrong. Fuck teaching respect. Let's keep prioritizing you know, Pride Month and fucking let's get more fucking, uh, you know, let's get some more fucking. Um, what is it? 
HHR, whatever the fuck they call it, the, the, the fucking uh, transgender fucking uh, sauce, whatever the fuck it is. I run, uh, you know, I get brain farts from here and at time, time, time to time. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, but it's a, it's a testosterone boost, not testosterone, hormone, the fucking hormone change. Okay, well, let's push that narrative. Let's push that shit. That's the greatest thing. We need to do that. Um, holy fuck, man. It's unbelievable. HRT, Mark C. There we go. HRT. Um, fuck. How about this? FCC commissioner asking Google and Apple to ban TikTok. Have you heard this one? The commissioner of the FCC is asking Google and Apple to ban TikTok because apparently China has gotten access to all the TikTok data and now has infiltrated your phones like Russia did Facebook and all the other bullshit, all the conspiracies we hear. I don't know any shit about it. I don't know nothing about how they infiltrate our social media. I don't know any of that shit. What happened to the fucking dudes that came out with the mask and shit um, that were supposedly hacking all these countries? The anonymous. What happened to Anonymous? I thought they happened. What happened to them? Did they get killed? Did they get smoked? Are they were they fucking Ukrainians? Was that the ghost fucking fighter flight uh, pilot that got shot down? Who the fuck is Anonymous? What what are they about? What did they do? How did it work out? Where have they been? I haven't seen them. They're not saving the world. They're not ending the fucking war in Russia. What's going on with Anonymous? What happened to them fucks? I want to know who they are, and I wanted them to transfer $100 million in my account. Do that shit, Anonymous, and then I'll say you're legit. Apparently, they got COVID, huh? They died off. <laughs> um, COVID's just a thing still, hanging around. COVID's hanging around. Hanging around. Uh, R. Kelly got 30 years today, apparently, from what I heard. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think you should get... I don't know. It's a good discussion to talk about because me and my buddy's been arguing about the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Deshaun Watson's the R. Kelly of football. Now, this is a great conversation. Agree to disagree. We might talk about some disagreements here, but I got to be real. Let me ask you... uh, People um, out there listening. What is... I got to ask. Deshaun Watson and R. Kelly, very similar. Me and my buddies are arguing about this situation. And I want to I wanna break this down. And I want to get your feedback on this shit. Um, is... Okay, man, let's keep it 100. Let's keep it funky. Let's keep it real. All right? Without... without being perverts and pedophiles and domestic violators, I think every man, and if he don't tell you what I'm about to tell you, he's a liar, right? I don't go get a massage. I've never got a massage at a place, at a parlor or somewhere like that. Swear to God, Scout's Honor, on my daughter, my daddy, on Stogie, whatever you want to call it. I, I never have done it. But I've had massages from women that I associate myself with, right? Like rub me down, whatever. In that scenario and in that case, if I'm having a one-on-one situation with a girl that I fuck with and she's rubbing me down, I don't know if it's the word expect. 
expect a happy ending, but I'm I'm hoping that we end up doing something more, right? I probably rub her down, she rubbed me down, and bam. Okay. Me and my buddy are arguing about this because he's equating that, which every man in this room has done, hopefully respectfully in a respectful, tasty, sexual way with your significant other, right? Not with grooming in a predatory fashion a hundred different females at a fucking hotel room on the down low. That is not what the fuck it equates to. Me and my boy get into an argument at 3 o'clock this morning about this because he's a postal worker. He works overnight. He plays poker with us. And he's like, he's like, nah, homie, Deshaun's going to play. I'm like, well, let's bet on it. And he's like, I can't bet on it, but he'll, he'll play day one. And I'm like, well, homie, you just said he's going to play day one, but you won't bet on it. We get into a long-ass argument about this whole shit I'm talking about. He's like, dog, how many motherfuckers you know got happy endings after a massage? I go, dog, that's from your girl or the bitch you fucking with at your house doing it that way. This ain't me going out predatorily seeking fucking hundreds of females about getting a fucking happy ending. There's a huge fucking difference. So let's take it one step forward. Let's take it a step further. I don't know if any of you motherfuckers in here are kinky or into some kinky shit or into some weirdo shit, right? Any of you men in here, raise your hand if you've peed on a girl. Raise your hand. Ladies, raise your hand if you've peed on a man. Stop fucking playing. I'm sorry I'm too real for you motherfuckers in here. Some of you fake fucks need to wake up. Some of you in this motherfucker's pissed on somebody. Let's just keep it 100. Somebody in this motherfucker peed on someone. Lucy. Lucy, someone in the in this room, you peed on someone. Whether you cocked over them and pissed on their stomach, like Biggie said, he cocked over and shit on their stomach. Or a man, you might have peed on your girl in the shower and shit. I have. Shit, I peed on a motherfucker in the heartbeat. Shit, if you want to get peed on, shit, I ain't going to stop you. Get out the way. Get out the way or get peed on. Shit, I don't give a fuck. So anyway, now that we're moving on amicably, everyone's out in the open that you guys have done some you know, peed on some motherfuckers and shit. Um, R. Kelly peeing on a 15-year-old girl is a predatory, grooming, creepy, weirdo act. And I'm sure Deshaun watches micro penis. He tried to pee on somebody, tried to nut on someone. So... Can you imagine a micro penis shooting out nut? <laughs> Can you imagine a micro penis pissing? Like, so what do you see? You just see like a little dot. You see like a dot. And then a motherfucker just pee from, from, a, from a zero, from nothing. Motherfucker just shoots out shit from nothing. Like there's the tip of the pin and it just shoots out. Like uh, That's got to be an alarming. That's got to be like dodgeball with your girl. The girl has to be like, fuck, where's it coming from? <laughs> You can't even see this motherfucker's meat. He don't got no meat. So this motherfucker looks like, you know, taco meat fucking balled up. You got a taco meat wee-wee, and it's shooting out fucking pee or cum. How the fuck is the girl supposed to react to that? She don't know where it's coming from. Like, she's really blind Stevie Wonder style. She can't see what's cracking because you got a little wee-wee. It's hidden. 
Your shit is hidden behind your pubes. And you shooting out blanks and shit because we don't have no sperm no more because we low fucking testosterone. Um, and we got small wee-wee because all the plastic and pollution. We just broke that down. But fucking R. Kelly's pissing on kids, someone's daughter. Now, I, I peed on someone's daughter. So I got to I gotta confess, right? She was in her fucking 30s or you know, whatever, you know. Obviously, we're grown-ups. But I didn't pee on her on a film and a, a little kid. Now we're talking some pedophile-ass shit that I think R. Kelly deserves everything he gets. I, des- I think Deshaun Watson deserves everything he gets. So, I don't know. Like... I'm trying to break down the differences between a mutually agreed upon peon. <laughs> you is slap dick pretty Why much. Why you call me slap dick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. Oh, <laughs> uh, homie, I make myself laugh. It's a mutually agreed upon peon, right? She tells you pee on me. I tell you I'll pee on you. Whatever it may be, it's mutual, okay? But I'm going to pee on you, little kid. You have to be one of the sickest fucking human beings in the world. And there is a huge fucking fundamental difference. But see, a lot of motherfuckers won't have this real conversation I'm having with y'all. Please share the news, share the wealth, share the fucking real talk with your folks. Get more people to this show. But we have a real fundamental issue out here, and we gotta we gotta we gotta fucking nip it in the butt. Okay, we gotta nip that shit in the butt. We gotta be real with ourselves. You know, some you peed on a motherfucker. I never shit on nobody. To me, that crosses the line. If I shit on you, I don't ever want to see you again. Please get out of my space. <laughs> I could not fathom shitting on a motherfucking another human. If somebody shitted on you, you need to be castrated. You need to be sent away somewhere. If you've been shit on, men, I know some of you weirdo motherfuckers out here listening have been shit on. You know it. You're raising your hand right now as you're driving a truck through the backwoods of fucking Lexington, Kentucky right now. And you're like, hell yeah, my girl shits on me once a month. Motherfucking weirdo fucks. That's your own weirdo shit that you want to break out the closet, right? That's your own personal shit. If it's with your girl, your wife, your significant other, your fucking grown ass people, hey, it is what it is. Each one, each his own, right? Different strokes with different folks. Y'all have your old kinks and shit. Shitting on someone, that ain't one of mine. Pissing on someone ain't really one of mine, but you know, we've all been there in the shower and you know, you, you all hyped up and the girl wants to pee on. Like, fuck, all right, well, I'll pee on you. Fuck. It is what it is. You got water right after water dousing the pee off you, right? Um, but shitting on you, that's eh, another another ball game. But this cat is equating the reason we got to this topic. I have no fucking idea, Mark C. I don't know how we got here. We just get a, we just get here, dog. We moved to fucking little spot. But I gotta tell you, the 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 conversation that there, my boy is equating this type of behavior, happy endings and shit, to what Deshaun Watson has done or R. Kelly has done is way, way off base. There's no fucking way. He said, this is the conversation. He said Deshaun Watson has done nothing illegal and therefore he should be able to play game one. 
I said, um, I said, you're full of shit. Because at the end of the day, just because you don't have a charge doesn't mean you haven't done something criminal. Please let me reiterate that. Just because you haven't been charged with a certain act doesn't mean you haven't been a criminal or aren't doing criminal things. Being a predator and a groomer is criminal, regardless of what you think has been charged or not. That is a criminal act, okay? Don't fucking tell me he should be allowed to play committing these type of acts. This is a role model to a million little kids out there, fucking people. I'm trying to explain that to my homie. Like, homie, this is a role model that you want to fucking lead your franchise and fucking be on cereal boxes that little kids eat from? Get the fuck out of here. I equate that to the, the fucking criminal fucks who take the baby from point A to the fucking sex trafficker point B. Who gets cracked? The sex trafficker that's actually pushing the girls to doing the act. They get p- cracked. They get sentenced. The fucking criminal that took the baby to him does not get charged. But is that not a criminal act? See, that's what motherfuckers can't fathom, dog. You motherfuckers can't put two and two together. You don't understand that there's no difference in what I just explained. There is absolutely no difference in a fucking dude stealing your baby and taking him to a sex trafficker, and that motherfucker's now exonerated, and now he's not charged, but the sex trafficker is. It's no difference in Deshaun Watson being a predator fucking groomer and not being charged criminally but still understanding we know morally that he's a criminal fucking predator. That is what the fucking discussion was at 3 in the morning with my boy. And I love my boy to death and everything, but I'm just like, homie, you got to be real. Keep it 100, dog. We got this motherfucker representing a fucking NFL franchise. What you do privately with your significant other is totally different than what you do grooming 100 different fucking people. Like, get the fuck out of here. There's a, it's a fact that you're guilty because you know what you know and did what you did because you paid off 20 motherfuckers. I got charged with eight felonies, dog. Did I take the deal? Fuck no, I didn't take no deal. I know what the fuck I did and did not do. So therefore, fuck you. I'm going to still go out with my fucking dignity. You know what he said? And this is great conversation. He said it's, he equates the Deshaun Watson thing. This is how my boy's thinking. He takes the Deshaun Watson thing like this. He has so much money, it equates to me and my boy, Josh, you owe me 20 bucks. Hey, dog, fuck you. I lose a friend for 20. Keep your $20. Fuck it. It's been two years. I don't want your 20 no more. Get the fuck gone. $20 and never have to hear from you again. That is not this scenario, homie. That is not this fucking scenario. This scenario is totally different than $20 and getting lost. It is a it is a dignity and a reputation thing at stake. Your reputation is now fucked that you just paid off 20 motherfuckers so that they would go away. Fuck that. You're guilty, homie. You didn't pay off 20 motherfuckers just to go get away. 
Get the fuck out of here with that shit. $20 is equating your reputation for life? Fuck no. You can't sit here and tell me. So we had a heated conversation, man, because I'm like, dog, let me be real with you. You ain't gonna, I'm not going to pay off my reputation to be fucked for life if I'm innocent. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it, let's just keep call it square, square, and a circle, a circle. A fucking... My reputation is well more, is well, 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 more worth fucking $20 or paying off 20 fucking broads that I want to go away. See, my boy's thinking that he has this amount of money that he has. It's like spending $20 for us. No, it ain't, dog. You're a fucking NFL starting quarterback that millions of kids look up to. And you're sitting here telling me that we're going to pay off some folks because I'm innocent. So I'm innocent. I just go around paying off motherfuckers. Like, how fucking ignorant does that sound? There's no fucking way that I'm paying off a motherfucker if I'm innocent. I fought the court of, in the court of law. I fought for my fucking reputation more than anything. I didn't give a fuck about jail time. I've been to jail. I give a fuck about jail. I fought for my reputation that is more, means more to me. Then any amount of money, any amount of fucking need, I can only die with my dignity, my word, and what the fuck I can die with to sleep, say to know to say you know what, man, I sleep in I sleep well at night knowing that I fucking fought these things because I knew better. I wasn't gonna say all right, here's the deal. They want you to take the deal because that's how they make their money and that's how you fucking suck into it because you're crooked, you were illegal, you criminal. You did it. I don't know, man. I'm just keeping it 100 with y'all, man. A lot of these motherfuckers can't understand the realness. It is what it is. I'm being fucking real with you. That's the truth. I give a fuck about no $20. $20 don't mean shit to me. Um... But Deshaun Watson, he has, he needs Blue Chew in his life. So make sure you head on over to Blue Proud Chew. Proud sponsor of the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later podcast is Blue Chew. Head on over to BlueChew.com. Being intimate with your partner should be the best part of your day. When you get to have it, don't let whatever happened during your day get in your head and ruin the fun. The Chewables from BlueChew.com can make your day a better one. It'll make sure you're able to perform at your best when you get the opportunity to have fun. Every man wants a winning team, front row seats to the big game, and a partner to heat things up in the bedroom. Blue Chew can help with the last one. Make sure you head on over. Don't be a slapdick. Get you some Blue Chew. Use it today. You don't want to be laughed at in the bed, gentlemen. And your ladies don't want to go chase somebody else down because you can't get it up. Head on over to Bluetooth.com. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and tell them that I sent you. Get you $5 off shipping using the promo code BELIEVE. And you can receive your first month free. Bluetooth.com. Tell them I sent you. Peace. Head on over to Blue Chew. Bam, look at that. Right on time on YouTube. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just keeping it real. It was a great conversation to have with my boy, but he is really, really misconstrued with this whole thing. And um, 
you know, it's fucking crazy though that you can equate twenty dollars just shut shutting you down for twenty bucks compared to losing your reputation for life. His reputation's gone for life by paying off those twenty people. So. Anyway, we were talking about comparing him and R. Kelly because R. Kelly is very, very similar in the fact that what he did was very, very predator, predatory, criminal, and domestic violence all in one. He fucked up. You talking about mental health. I'm sure he got to a couple of those girls' heads that he fucking peed on, fucking jacked off on, fucking groomed, whatever. But anyway, R. Kelly got 30 years today. Uh, a Norwegian Sun cruise ship hit a iceberg yesterday. I mean, I got to be honest. It's 112 degrees in every state in the Union. Where the fuck were you at, Norwegian fucking Sun Cruiser? Where the fuck were you at where you hit an iceberg? Is there only, I mean, Greenland? Is Greenland the only fucking place? Contrary to belief, a lot of people people think Iceland is actually always frozen. No. Greenland is actually the colder one. Iceland is actually not. Contrary to belief, go back to fucking geography class. Go peep it out. Go look at that shit up. Go look that shit up. Um, but where were they? Antarctica or Greenland or fucking at Jeremiah's house in Alaska? There's only a few fucking places where there's fucking ice out there, isn't there? Where the fuck are you taking a cruise at in the summer and a fucking iceberg hits you? You all should be on my new show, Castrated by JB, live on fucking YouTube TV where I fucking castrate you for either being a pedophile, a domestic violator, a woman beater, or a fucking child trafficker. That's the show I'm pushing. I'm going to try to get that show alive out there one day when I'm president of the United States. But why the fuck are you in some type of ice? Why are you in somebody's ice um, in the summer? Why aren't you in fucking Hawaii or fucking the Bahamas or Mexico and Cabo or something? Why the fuck are you in an iceberg? You wanting to be in a Titanic, motherfucker? Holy shit. I don't know, man. I can't believe that shit. Um, my boy Pat Perez and uh, Kepka and uh, and Reed, they all, get, they all went after the fucking PGA today. If you haven't seen it on ESPN. They were on ESPN today. My boy Pat went after the PGA and went after Monahan, the commissioner of PGA, because PGA basically said, hey, we've been working for our players forever. Pat Perez said, no, you're lying. We've been slave laborers. You, we've, you've, we've been working for you for the last 100 years. See, a lot of, contrary to belief, a lot of motherfuckers don't fucking realize that shit. And um, it's pretty fucking comical that a lot of people hate on the people that went over to the live um when the pj is really just running you as a slave laborer and uh you're basically working for them making them billions of dollars and you may not even make the cut and come out your own pocket they i mean they're the perfect example of white collar criminals if you really want to break down the pga they are what's called a white collar criminal 
The PGA is a white-collar criminal who allow you to work, 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 and we take, take, take. It's like Walmart going over to Mexico and having Mexican people work and make all their product for fucking six cents on the dollar, working 20-hour days for fucking ever. And big fish eat little fish. That's what it is. Uh, I don't know. I'm just telling you. Um, back to Deshaun Watson, though. Pro Football Talk came out and basically said if if this new if this lady judge gives him six to eight games, they would be okay with it. If it's anything more than that, they're probably going to fight it. Let me break down this whole thing, okay? It says right there on the screen. You guys can read it. NFL leaks that it's more likely to accept Judge Robinson's ruling if it's six to eight games. I don't know if you know this or not, but Commissioner Goodell can overturn that judge's ruling, okay? He has the last say, so that's how it's been in the NFL for years. He can basically come out and say, you know what, we're going to only go with, uh, we can go with it, or, or I just I only like four games. If she comes out and says an indefinite suspension, a year, even two years, and you have to reapply next year or something, which I think is going to happen. I think Goodell is going to be really, really put in a bad spot, and he's going to be fucked. He's going to be fucked, and he's going to have to fucking piss or get off the pot because of all the scenarios that have happened before Deshaun Watson, Ray Rice hitting a girl, fucking Tyreek Hill hitting a girl, fucking all these different fucking scenarios, right? Then you have a motherfucker like, what's his name, who just bets $1,500 and he's suspended for a year. But hitting females is not a priority. We need we need these motherfuckers out there playing, right? Fuck hitting a girl. <laughs> That's the problem. Lucky I'm not the NFL commissioner. I would have got rid of all you motherfuckers. Greg Hardy, fucking Josh Gordon, repeating fucking offenders. Oh, fuck, you're out. Bye. Foop. Last chance you and this motherfucker. You get one shot, motherfucker. You fuck up once. You get on your second shot, you're fucking gone. That's what people don't get. We don't set the tone around this motherfucker no more. America don't set the tone. That's why we're soft as runny baby shit. Um, California law. Listen to this. The next two things are California related. California law passed a law in court yesterday, if you haven't heard this, requiring the owner of the property. So let me break this down, how fucked up we are and how soft and enabled we are. If I own my house as I do, and I rented my house out to fucking TJ, all right? TJ is the renter of my property. And he's been in my property a year. An epidemic or a pandemic hits, COVID hits, boom. TJ can't pay rent. He go, we go to court, and the judge says, okay, we're going to evict you, TJ, finally after fucking two and a half years. You've been living free. We're going to evict you. But owner of the property, Mr. Brown, you have to pay one month's rent to legally evicted tenants. The owners have to pay a month's rent to these fucks who've been dwelling in your property. We have to pay a, a one month's rent to you, even though you've legally been evicted. 
How fucking crazy are the, is this shit sounding? You wonder why I will never rent my property out in California to anyone. People ask me all the time, Coach, you got your beach property in the condo on, in Long Beach. Why don't you rent that shit out? Because of shit like this, dog. I don't fucking rent my property. Number one, I don't want you living in my house. I don't want you pissing in my house, shitting in my house, walking your bare foot in my house, sleeping around my bed. I don't want that. I'm real fucking weird with that shit. I don't want you in my house. I don't know what you have. I don't know who you kick it with. I don't want you in my fucking house. That's number one. If I have enough funds to, to sustain it, then that's the reason I'll never rent it out. Number one. Number two. It's because the renter rules are so fucking powerful in California. It's been this way forever that you can't get rid of a motherfucker. They can rip your fucking walls out, roach infest your house, turn your house into maggot fucking central. I've seen motherfucking bullet holes in houses. I've seen motherfuckers writing graffiti on the room walls. I've seen the carpet mildewed beyond belief. I've seen asbestos in the fucking ceiling, black mold. And you can't get rid of a motherfucking renter. I will be damned if I can't get rid of your fucking dwelling, enabled, entitled, bitch-made, cat-having-ass that just wants to live off the fucking rules that have been written to protect the fucking weak. That is what we've done, not only in California, but in a fucking America. We've written rules to protect the fucking weak instead of fucking mud-stomping their fucking bitch ass and make their ass go out and get a fucking job and force their ass to get out and fucking figure life out. We rather protect them, whisper sweet nothings to them and rub them on the back and tell them it's okay. You could fuck over the owner of the house and fucking all his hard work that he's acquired to create a fucking living and make a, buy a home. But guess what? Your fucking McDonald's working bitch ass who didn't go get a high school diploma or degree can live and dwell off this motherfucker because the legalities of it has been so softly written. We protect all you fucks. That's what we do. That's the truth of the matter. That's what's so fucked up about this fucked up spot we're in right now. But anyways... This is even harder. I'm going to break down even a, a, a weirder fucking California scenario that happened over the weekend. If you haven't seen this thing, right here in my hometown, Los Angeles County, California. All right. We got these fucks riding bikes showing their dicks to little kids. Now, what the fuck is going on? Have you seen the video of the fucking kids riding around naked? Or not the kids, the grown men. Have you seen the grown men riding around naked and little babies are out here watching it? Peep this out. Like, are you shitting me? That's what it is. 
That's what's becoming of the fucking country. Now, we're okay with sh- these motherfuckers walking around naked now because Pride Month has become so fucking laissez-faire that we can walk around naked and fucking get around naked and around little babies and shit. This- motherfuckers used to be thrown in jail for assault. If you, it's called public indecent propul- um, exposure. Public indecency and exposure. This has been a rule and law for I don't know how long. If you whip your dick out in front of someone, you could go to jail in front of a kid or anyone. Now, this is accepted. This is how far we've come, fellas. This is how far we've come, people. Do you not see what the fuck is happening right in front of your fucking eyes? They're getting rid of the alphas, dog. I'm being honest. They're getting rid of the alpha males, dog. You don't see it. I'm trying to keep it real with you. I'm trying to tell you. Um, It fucking blows my mind. I'm just telling you. Um, See, I would, I would, I would run over one of the motherfuckers. I would re- literally drive up to one of them and grab their motherfucking arm and pull the motherfuckers off the bike. That's what I would do. You weirdo, fucking weirdo, fu- man. That shit makes me grin my teeth. You fucking pedophile, weird fucks. Who the fuck wants to see your naked little wee wee asses? Pollution's already caused little dick syndrome. You're all out there on your bikes showing your ass, literally. Dog, it makes no sense. I'm walking down the street with my kid. You're running around naked. Like, what the fuck's going on, man? This shit is fucking unbelievable, dog. Unfucking believable what's going on right now in society. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, I got a little segue though. I got to break down. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I'm gonna show you my top five. I got three. Very, very controversial things we're going to discuss today. All right. A lot of you are going to be fucking, why the fuck are you coach? Shut the fuck up. It's my list. So shut the fuck up. Watch. Pay attention. All you Twitter fucks. But the first one I want to talk about is my top five dead or alive college NCAA hoopers, basketball players. My favorite top five, whether I, whether I seen them on film, whether I grew up watching them. I also have an honorable mention. You will notice that I don't have a lot of younger cats on my list. Of course, contrary to belief, you already know that because I don't like you motherfuckers. I don't like you soft bitch made fucks. That's why I don't put you on any of my top five lists. Yes, you are more athletic than uh, we were. You are more gifted, but you're also more pussy and you would have never been able to play with me. Coach, oh man, I would have dunked on you, motherfucker. You think you would have dunked on me, but I would have clotheslined you and you would have been a paraplegic or at least thought you were. And you would have been so fucking scared out your mind. You would have never jumped around me again. See, that's the difference. And that's why I don't put you soft pussies on my list. You fucking Draymond Greens and Kendrick Perkins bitch made motherfucking asses on any list. None of you fucking cowardly cunt fucks could have played with me or my generation in any sport. You couldn't have even played basketball with me, and I was a football player. Don't get it twisted. I did have Jimmy Crack Corn. I did play hoop. 
with about seven NBA players. Don't get it fucking twisted. I did have game, but you wouldn't have been able to play basketball with me. And I was a football guy. So anyway, I'm going to break down my top five dead or alive, top five NCAA hoopers of all time. All right. Number one is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was the most dominant figure we've ever seen. He never lost in high school. He never lost in college. But one time when he had a patched eye, he was very dominant. Um, he's got to be, fuck, he's probably the best I've ever seen. Um, I think he's the best. I mean, I don't know why he doesn't get enough credit. Like, he's all-time leader in scoring. And I don't know if you saw his flex, you guys call it. You Contrary to belief, you young cats call it his flex. He flexed on y'all when he said, I'm still the leading scorer, and I didn't shoot one three-pointer. <laughs> Imagine that motherfucker never shooting one three-pointer, and he's still the leading scorer. That is a flex, my friends. I'm sorry. I have to agree with that motherfucker. Um, number two, Ralph Sampson. A lot of you guys don't realize what Ralph Sampson was. And it's funny when I hear about this cat from Gonzaga who's like 7'3", and he weighs like 100 pounds soaking wet, and I would fucking butt check this motherfucker off the block in about a fucking millisecond, and he would never play again. But anyway, he's 7'3", and everyone's talking about that he's this unicorn. He's a freak. He does things that I've never seen. Go fucking watch Ralph Sampson and compare him to this fucking dude at Gonzaga. Will you please go do that for me? Please go fucking look at Ralph Sampson and compare him to this fucking dude at Gonzaga. Holy fuck, man. Some of you guys are absolutely is fucking blasphemy, as Stephen A. Smith would say. Um, Lynn Bias, who passed away, unfortunately. Um, I think he was on the way to be... The Michael Jordan that we know, I think we'd be saying that about Lynn Bias. I mean, I've heard multiple people that played against him say it. I've heard nothing but NBA stars and Hall of Famers say that he was he was shitted on us. These are NFL, these are NBA Hall of Famers said that Lynn Bias shitted on us. Um, so Lynn Bias would be there. Bill Walton could could really be argued with Kareem as the single most dominant college player of all time he was riddled with knee injuries his his first few years in the nba nobody could even fuck with him and he he took he brought a title to portland um bill walton was fucking unbelievable people don't understand how fucking unbelievably good he was and uh you know you got the jj reddick population in the world that would have been like uh he's a plumber and a fireman yeah there's not a human on this earth could have stopped Bill Walton. <laughs> you motherfuckers are fucking unbelievable with your takes. Um, Shaquille O'Neal, I think, was unbelievably fun to watch in college for me growing up. I mean, I was already in high school and shit, but I'm saying I'm watching Shaq play. Shaq's a few years older than me. And the way I'm like, who is this big motherfucker coming out of nowhere, two hands slant dunking on everybody? And I think he was unbelievable to watch. To me, this is my top five. Michael Jordan is going to be saying, where's Michael? Michael Jordan wasn't even as good as Sam Perkins or James Worthy in college. Contrary to your fucking belief out there, Twitter gurus. James Worthy and Sam Perkins was the fucking dudes at North Carolina. If you know anything. So... Jordan became better and better and better as he got to his junior year in college or whatever. Um, 
he wasn't the man like that coming out of high school, just so you know. Okay, please understand that. Um, but honorable mention, if you don't know, I play, obviously I grew up and played with Ed O'Bannon, so I'm a little biased. But Dick Vitale has came out and said Ed O'Bannon was the single best high school player he ever saw. Ed O'Bannon was unfucking real when before he blew his knee out. And growing up with Ed and Charles, his little brother, bringing the national title to UCLA in 95, um, Ed O'Bannon was dunking on NBA players when he hurt his knee at UCLA while he was still in high school and had a full-on scholarship to go to UNLV to be with that already powerhouse Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogman, Anderson Hunt, Moses Scurry team. That team would have been unbelievable. Also, Sean Tarver at the time was one of the biggest in um, high school players in America. Him and Ed O'Bannon were the number one and two players in America. They were both headed to UNLV with Jerry Tarkanian and that squad. When Ed got hurt, it set him back. He he says, fuck it, I'm staying home. I'm going to UCLA. And Sean Tarver went with him because they were boys. Um, Ruben just typed in the chat, Ed, oh, Ed, oh, because that's what we chanted in the crowd in the high school games at Artesia when we were there. Um, Ed was unbelievable, man. You couldn't get in our high school gymnasium. You couldn't get in our gym watching Ed. Uh, Ed went to UCLA and sold out the Poly Pavilion. They used to say Ed, oh, there at UCLA when he won a natty. Um, Dick Vitale came out and said he was probably one of the top five college players he ever saw before he got hurt. This was when he got hurt. He After his knee recovery, he won a natty for UCLA. And Corliss Williamson and, and uh, Thurman at, at Arkansas, the team they beat, the Nolan Richardson team that UCLA beat that year, was unbelievable. And Ed O'Bannon, I mean, Ed as a, as a junior, Ed had 29 on Chris Weber at halftime, people. People don't want to break that shit down and understand that shit. Raymond Lewis is a legend. I'm not going to put him on the list because nobody knew him because he was a, he's more of a sad downfall for me. But Raymond Lewis is a Watts Verbum Day legend. Uh, he is right there with Earl Manigault, uh, New York streetball legend. Um, so anyway, Hank gathers Bo Kimball, great fucking LA players played on the Loyola Marymount team that lost to UNLV in that sweet 16. They were scoring 150 points a game. Hank gathers had a massive heart attack and died. Bo, Bo Kimball shot free throws with his left hand going forward from that point on. Great, great story. Uh, Bo Kimball actually shot free throws with his left hand in the in the NBA when he got drafted by the Clippers. He actually still shot left-handed because Hank Gathers was a lefty. So if any of you guys are OGs and know anything about those, those scenarios, um, Brad Doherty was unbelievable. I've heard people tell me that he, was, he could be easily the, the best college player they've ever seen. Uh, I think he was the number one or two pick in the NBA draft. Larry Johnson was unbelievable. Stacy Ogman were was unfucking believable. Um, Patrick Ewing, Derek Rose, I put him as the youngest cat in there. Jason Kidd was unbelievable. I actually had to play him in high school and guard him, so I know Jason Kidd was unbelievable. Allen Iverson, of course, I actually was on a football uh, all league ball or I'm all all uh, American ballot with him. He was a quarterback in high school. If you don't know that, unbelievable quarterback. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, obviously. I put Chris Webber, Rashid Wallace in there. Vince Carter was transcendent in North Carolina, I thought. Sam Perkins, James Worthy, Jordan 
Rod Strickland, if you don't know, that's Kyrie Irving's uncle, by the way. If you don't know, Rod Strickland was fucking possibly the most unstoppable college player that I've ever seen. You could not. You talk about. You want to ask, go go talk to anyone that knows who Rod Strickland is. You could ask Isaiah Thomas. You can ask Kyrie Irving. You can ask Steph Curry. Ask these cats that you think all have these cold handles and nobody can fuck with them. Go talk to fucking. Ask him about Rod Strickland. Rod Strickland was unfucking guardable. I'm just telling you. Uh, he would have been in my number fifth pick over Shaq if I took Shaq off there. Just going to be honest. Um, Grant Hill was unbelievable in college. Danny Manning, if you don't know, was unbelievable at KU, Kansas. David Robinson at the Naval Academy. Uh, I remember watching him growing up. was fucking unbelievable. I was like in eighth grade. Um David was one of my. I bought David Robinson shoes when I was young. I had the I had the David Robinson Nikes. Um, he was unbelievable as well. So um, that's just some of my. That's my top five college hoopers. I just saw somebody talk about it, and I was like, man, let me break down in my top five college hoopers. A lot of cats that listen to the show may not even know who the fuck any of them are because they're all wanting to only see. Well, Steph Curry, where's Steph Curry? Where's fucking this? Where's fucking that? Some motherfucker heard, er, earlier I was talking to asked me, where's Kobe? I said, dog, you fucking retard. Kobe didn't play high school. I mean, didn't play college, you fucking idiot. Either did LeBron. Holy fuck. Some of you motherfuckers are just. I just, I can't, I, I just, it's unbelievable. It's just, we're not very smart humans anymore. I don't know if pollution ruined our small dick syndromes. It's also made us dumb as rocks. We are the dumbest humans that I think we've ever been. I think we're dumber than ever. I'm be honest with you. I think we're dumber than ever. Um, but listen, so Tracy McGrady. Um, again, I'm not gonna break down Tracy McGrady. I, I I wasn't a Tracy McGrady fan like that until later in life when he became unstoppable, unguardable. Tracy McGrady was unbelievable. That's why I'm trying to get him on the show. Actually. Um, Charles Barkley, I think, is, should be in there. I I love watching Charles at Auburn in the in the early '80s. He was unbelievable. Could not stop him. Could not fucking stop him. Um, so look real quick. I gotta before we take a little break. I got uh, we got a lot more to go. Wildin with Wido comes on at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. He'll be on for us for the third hour of the show. Um. But I wanted to run something by you real quick. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the show. Um, um, I'm gonna put it in the poll question. But the poll question I'm putting out there, I want to get I wanted to get uh, feedback from you guys listening right now. There's 80 people in here right now. Um, We've done some data analytics on this thing, and I wanted to get a feedback from you guys, and I'll, I'll do it for the rest of the week. I'll continue to get feedback, see what the best is. But look at the ticker below. Would you rather have this show begin at 2 p.m. Pacific or keep it as is at 1? I used to have it at 2 p.m. Pacific, um, and actually was I think it was when I was doing it five days a week, I think it was becoming bigger. Um, and... Uh, I started, I changed it to 1 o'clock, but 2 o'clock would be 5 p.m. on the East Coast, 
So 1 p.m. is 4 o'clock on the East Coast. I know it's tough, but I would just try to get some feedback from two, from, from, from some of you guys um, if I should start this thing at 2 o'clock, uh, maybe starting doing it five days a week, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 5 p.m. on the East Coast, 4 p.m. in the Central. Um, I just wanted to see, get your feedback from you. Uh, I'll, I'll probably do a couple poll questions on Instagram. Um, and I, and by the way, Brian, I know Trace McGrady did not play college. I wasn't talking about him playing college. That's why I don't have him on there. <laughs> um, see, a lot of people think 2 o'clock, it's, it's a split. 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock. So, I don't know. Uh, just keep giving me your feedback. I appreciate it. I'm just trying to see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Two o'clock was did well. I remember back in the day when I started. Um, Brian, you don't get two votes. You said one twice, dog. Come on, homie. I know it's Brian Martinez. You see, you like doing that because I think you have three or four books, and you're gonna keep saying, "Where's my book?" You see, there's a trend going with Brian Martinez. Have anyone figured that shit out? Has everybody figured that shit out? See, Brian Case, he wants to be different. Brian Case wants to be different and shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. J-Rob, 2 o'clock. You, you got to become a member before I, I listen to what you got to say, though. Apologize for that. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I think, see, look, the, the, the numbers are picking up right now, if you notice. The numbers are picking up right now. It just went up from 70 to 90, basically. Uh, that actually would help me with Wido because he gets off work later. Uh, we can change the time up with him. It helps out Hector, maybe. Hector don't give a fuck. He makes a million dollars a day on fucking FanDuel, so he don't give a fuck. He could just sit at home and chill and fucking bet on everything. So he can do it at 8 in the morning and shit. Um... So, I don't know. I think it might help me with bringing on guests as well because I got a lot of guests that are conflict with my times and what they actually do as far as their shows. So, I don't know. We'll see, man. I, I just hate changing the time. I hate the consistency part, but we need to figure this out. And uh got to see what's up. Got to see what's up. Most of the East Coast guys like 2 p.m. because that's 5 p.m. So, anyway, that's a good poll question to have. I just wanted to bring it up. Um uh, We'll take it in consideration, and uh, we'll finish the week out, and, and we'll keep asking everybody what they think. And uh, if we have to go to two to get better viewership or getting more people allowed to see it, then that's what it is. So, the, the, the And that's another thing, Brad. 1 p.m. I did, so I don't compete. Obviously, I'll never compete, but I don't want to take – I don't want anyone to not be able to watch my show because they're watching Pat's show, right? That's what it would be. But also, Hammer Down comes down. Hammer Don or whatever the fuck it is, they come on at, at one with me. So if I could actually go two, I would actually do another show. I would actually not conflict with Hammer Down for an hour either. And they're not huge yet, but they're bigger than me. So that's the thing. So, like, um, you know, that's just what I think. So who knows? We'll see what happens. Um Ah, Josh is clowning. Josh is clowning. Um, I appreciate you, Lucy. Shout out. Aaron Easy wants to be a fuckstick. He wants to say 155 and shit. Um, nah, I appreciate it, Ryan. I appreciate it. So I just want to get that out. Um, 
you know, we'll see what happens. Um, a very popular Vermont ski resort is going to change the name of their resorts. Dreadful Slope. Have you heard about this? Has anyone... Um, has anyone heard about this? Has anyone heard about this? Do you realize they have a slope called Suicide 6? It's called Suicide 6. Okay. They call it Suicide 6 because apparently um, it's at a 6 degree slope. And apparently it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous, right? Um. Cancel culture got a hold of this fucking name of this hill. Do you know that they're fucking changing the name of a fucking well-visited ski resort that gets millions a year in Vermont because Suicide 6 is too defamatory of a word to use. You gotta be shitting me, man. Like... So hold up, time out, wait a minute. <laughs> we can't call shit our, that we privately own what we want. And pr- cancel culture will get wind of it. And have you heard the name that they want to call the hill that is formerly Suicide 6? They want to call it the Bunny Slope. <laughs> The bunny slope, homie. Like, this motherfucker privately owns this fucking resort. Billionaire. And he can't call it what he wants. Because we're so fucking soft that we want to cancel his fucking term suicide six. And change it to bunny slope. Go look it up, dog. Go peep it out. It's unfucking believable the word suicide six, the term suicide six is too insensitive, apparently, to the cancel culture folks out there. Uh, go figure that shit out. If you ain't figured that out, dog, I, I don't even know what the fuck, where to begin. Like, I don't even know where to begin. It's unfucking believable, right? It's unbelievable. Priorities, dog. Priorities are at an all-time fucking low. I got to be honest. I got to be real with you. Holy shit. Um, James Harden declines his $47.3 million option, keeping the possibility of a new deal and for the 76ers to opt in and get better players like a Tucker from Miami or somebody like that. Bradley Bill also opted out so that he could possibly get a bigger deal or better players to Washington Wizards or whatever they're called. I don't know what they're called anymore. We're soft about that. I didn't even know we we're so soft. I had no idea that the Cleveland Indians are no longer the Cleveland Indians for until a few weeks ago. I did not even know the Cleveland Indians had changed their name. Somebody was telling me, are you watching the Guardians? I go, what the fuck is that, a movie? I thought it was a fucking Disney show, the Guardians. 
It's the Cleveland Indians are the fucking guardians? You gotta be shitting me. Oh my god, I couldn't fuck... Guard these nuts, motherfucker. The Guardians don't even sound like a baseball team, does it? You're telling me that you're going to ruin one of the greatest movies of all time in Major League with Charlie Sheen? The Terminator is going to have his fucking team named the Guardians? Holy shit. You got to be shitting me. I can't believe it, man. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. You are literally fucking off my pastime of Major League. Major League, the wild thing, man. You're fucking him. You are fucking them. We're so offended, man. It's fucking. I'm just, it's, it's gross. I, I hate it. Can't believe it. Um, cannot believe it. Can't believe it. Um, can't believe that shit, man. I really can't. Um, Ha! Um, I gotta share something with everybody real quick. Um, one of my former players, um, you guys probably know from the show. Um, he was on the show actually. Um, he actually is at my event every year. He's actually at my launch party events every single year. Um, he. He actually is, he works the door for me. Great kid. He lives right here by me. Um, Great fucking kid. He is the kid we were just talking to Raheem Boyd about. um, About the, about the, uh, when he didn't play early on. When he didn't play early on, um, he, he, uh, let me get. Let me show this. Um, Jamal Scott was the reason why Rakim wasn't playing. Jamal had 250 yards on Garden City the year we beat Garden City. The year we won it all. Jamal was an instrumental part of that team at Indy. Um, I don't know if you know. Jamal was the one that used to imitate me all the time when I took them to Kansas City Chiefs facilities. He was imitating me about the five Cadillacs and the beach house. So if anybody knows who Jamal Scott is, near and dear to my heart, um, Jamal Scott has taken up boxing. And right now, his amateur status, he's undefeated. And uh, I want to share with you, Jamal got a a big win and a knockout the other day. Um, So shout out to my my kid, Jamal. (laughs) Look at how athletic he is. That motherfucker weighs about 240 pounds, by the way. He just tried to do a backflip and fucking didn't get it all the way. But uh, nice little crowd there, man. He's getting it going. Um, you see, you see. If you if you don't notice, you see Jermaine the album right here commented on him because he puts deposit. Jermaine commented deposits. Jermaine is a first rounder. 
plays for uh, the the new the new Jer- the New York Jets. By the way, Keith Hogfit, one of my former players, Marquise, he'll be at my party. Um, but uh, big win right there for my boy. Big win for uh, my boy Allen. Allen knows him well. Um, Jamal Scott, man, great, great um, kid, and uh, unbelievable. Big time right there, my main man, Jamal, man. Much love to my main man. Um, I'm going to hit him up, get him here for the party. He's here usually every year I've had it. He's been here. Um, Great kid, man. Hell of a running back. Hell of a back. Hell of a back. Um, So, um, you know, is what it is. Gorgon became a member. Is that what it was? I don't know. I didn't see. Um... I don't know if you know this, but we're becoming a really, really, uh, Eddie, I may need security, but I got, I think I got most of my security covered and you have boost mobile. So you won't be able to call us and let us know somebody's at the fucking front gate with some straps because your boost mobile fucking phone will go out and you'll have to take off your mask and fucking tell, take 30 minutes to fucking call us and everybody will be dead at the party. So I think I got it covered. I appreciate you. But you got to go fucking get that Boost Mobile fixed, dog. Come on, homie. Keep it real. Get that fucking Boost Mobile fixed. Um, oh, yeah, I got the dogs, homie. Security? Shit. Homie, I, I have... Some of my ace boom coons will be here, dog. There ain't going to be no problems. And you know that the fucking San Antonio Spurs traded Jonte Murray for fucking um, Gallinari to Atlanta? You know that? Holy shit. I would have never got rid of Murray for fucking Gallinari. What's going on in San Antonio? Popovich is out and they just said, fuck it. Ooh, shit. I don't know, man. But listen, I got a lot to discuss still. We got Wild in with Wido here at the 3 o'clock hour on the West Coast in about 30, 35 minutes. Um, So I'm going to share a little video with you, and then we are going to be right back. And um, I got a lot more to discuss here and then on this Work Boot Wednesday. And Wild in with Wido is coming on. We're going to shoot the shit, talk some real talk. And discuss uh, some things such as, are the L.A. Clippers the new team in L.A.? Can they be? I say no, but we're going to debate it, plus a lot of other things. I'll be right back in about three minutes and 45 seconds. Peace. Told people today uh, that don't know, I said, man, I think the Josh Avery story is going to be the best one yet. And they're like, what? Who? We don't even know Josh Avery. I go, yeah, you don't, you don't need to know. And he don't care either. I said, I said, but the bottom line is there's a story to tell that no one knows. And it'll only make, uh, I think, your story even better for a lot of folks that don't know. But um, so let let everyone know your story. So you, so for, I'll tell everybody first. So when I took the job at Indy, 
basically in 2016, uh, Josh was on the team and he was already there. And he was there when the team was not very good, and they were, you know, we basically started over. Yeah, he even laughed. Not even good wasn't even. Uh, we created a new culture there, and Josh was instantly a kid that gra- I gravitated to because I saw him and had I knew he had a, a uh, high character, good heart, and I knew Josh was a good dude. Worked his ass off over just the winter, and I was like, damn, great looking kid, freaking nature looking dude, and. And I was like, okay, there's a great guy that we could build on. How, how has this place been so bad? Well, um, we figured that all out later on how why they were bad. But anyway, I wanted Josh to be one of the one of the players that stayed, right? I wanted Josh to be one of the guys that stayed. And, uh, well, the rule changed that year. So we had a rule change in the league that only allowed 20 out-of-staters to make our roster, which a lot of folks don't get. So we were hamstrung with the 20 out-of-state limit. And me coming in, being gung-ho, trying to turn the program around right away, because that's what I do when I take JUCO jobs. Um, Josh became a num- it became a, a basically a, a, a numbers game come down to, okay, we can only have this many guys on the roster, this many guys can travel, et cetera, et cetera. And Josh was busting his butt, doing everything we were asking him to do. And when it came down to D linemen, which Josh plays, um, we were we were very we had very minimal numbers that we could take for out of staters, and we have to have an out of state quarterback, got to have an out of state running back, got to have an out of state linebacker, wide out O line. It was very hard to pick those numbers, and so I don't know if I'm I could be more proud of any human being uh, that I've ever coached or seen, other than Josh, because of what he's done, and basically, you know. Said, hey, coach, fuck you and everyone that doubted me. I'm going to go do my thing. And I know he would never say that, but I'm just glad he did say that in his in his uh, results. Because at the end of the day, the 20 out of state limit killed kids, in my opinion. It hurt them. And unfortunately, the year after Josh left, uh, they lifted that rule and we became unlimited out of state. And so um, how was all that, man? How, how what, how'd that lay on you? Like what? How'd you take all that? Because I know you came in to me and was like, you know what, coach? Because uh, I, I, I came to you, Josh, and I was like, hey, man, you're a hell of a dude, hell of a player, hell of a kid. I want to get you here. I can get you a scholar if you stay. If not, I can help you go somewhere else. And you, and you said, no, I'm going to stay and and uh, bust this, these, these starters' asses. And, and uh, I said, I'll, I'll get you a scholar. And that's what happened. You got a scholar just on playing and practicing it and uh, hard and doing well in class, graduating. How'd that lay on you, though? Did that motivate you? Man, it went smooth. Like, I wasn't sure how the process was going to go, but it went smooth, and I was thankful for it. I mean, I got a chance to be at a D1 school and graduate, so that was the main goal. So you did your part, and I did mine. Man, that man, like I said, man, I'm trying to get back right. Uh, you so know you're not I, done. Uh, you're trying to get back in it. Yeah, facts. So uh, when yeah. I was in um, – Good well, to hear. On, on pro day and shit, I was, I had got hurt on pro day, so that's what really messed me up. You know what I'm saying? And then the COVID, not having a combine, you know, I got invited to that. So shit, I, you know what I'm saying? It was a process. Yeah, you, got, you got into Detroit's camp and then the injury, they just, the injury was too much to practice? Well, yeah, well, I, went, I practiced for a couple of days and I tried to plan on a, like, on my outside, like a little cut. And I had like slipped. I, I knew something was wrong. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, uh, they kept me there for like a couple of days. I like more, but I had I was up there for like three months. They kept me for a little minute. Yeah, I know. I knew you were. Until they said that, damn, we got to, you know, let them go rehab in Houston. So they- all right, all right, all right. My bad. I'm back. I'm back. Um, I had to let the dogs out, you know. Give me a little piss. No, I ain't doing no fucking mask party. Ain't no fucking mask here. I ain't done a mask since the thing jumped off. Fuck no. No fucking mask. Mask these nuts. Um. Yeah, we don't fucking mask up, man. Shit. Mask off, motherfucking future. Play that song. Mask off. Mask off. Whatever that shit is. The world is turning, in front of our very eyes, is turning into a bot world. All these bots that come in on my show, all the bots that come in on fucking... Is TJ and Alan in here? Are we all members only and we keep blocking my guys? Or what are we doing? I don't know. I got to make sure that they're in here. Um, I think we blocked them again. Did we block them? Are they in here? Or are they moderators? Or what the fuck are we doing? Um. Yeah, Lucy, my bad. You know, apologize for that. Um. No, fuck no. Masquerade party. Masquerade party reminds me of some weird ass like porn star fucking uh weirdo creepy fucking show. Um. Yeah, I saw TJ and Allen, but I don't know if... Did we go to members only? I don't know if we did or not. And I don't know shit about it. And I hope we don't forget to block them. I don't want to block them. Um, But I, I only see members. Are we members only or not? I don't know. How do I know? How do I know that? Jeremiah? Uh, Christian, if you can hear me, are we fucking members only or what? I don't know how to control shit, Gorgian. Um, I got guys doing that shit, but I don't know. Um... Yeah, I only see uh, members. Oh, Christian Harris said no. See, Christian Harris. Shout out to my boy Christian Harris right there, Appalachian Marketing Group. He's out in the backwoods of Kentucky uh, running the show from the fucking backwoods. Uh, shout out to him and Luke. Um, not Skywalker, but they're out there doing their thing, and uh, they're behind the scenes. You see the pretty graphics today and the videos and shit now we can show right on the show. I don't got to fucking switch screens and all that shit. So we're growing the show little by little. I appreciate them. Um, Christian, let's show the iBot show. I want to show you an iBot world, what we are. This is a real shit, iRobot type of shit, Will Smith type of shit. Um, this is ready to launch. Have you guys seen this shit? That is real shit. Those things will fuck us up. Those are robots, dog. Those are fucking robots. Those are robots ready to fuck us up. Do you realize that? Dog, they said they're ready to launch right now. Like, what in the fuck? We're about to be fucked. We're about to be fucked. I hope you guys realize that shit, dog. We're about to be fucked. 
I don't know if you guys have seen um, Stephen A. Smith, Kyrie Irving, social media war. Um, I got a little picture I can show you. Stephen A. and, and Kyrie uh, Irving got into it. Um, peep this shit out. So Kyrie Irving came at Stephen A. and basically said, you're going to have to explain yourself to people in your generation. I'm not around many 50-plus-year-olds that speak and act like you do. So this is new for me. But I am sure my father and my uncles can meet you on your level better than I can. We know you, Stephen. Stephen A. came out and basically said, you got me twisted. And I don't care about you or your uncle or your father. Rod Strickland, I told you earlier, is his, uh, is his uncle. He said he loves that guy. But basically, he said, one day you'll stop hiding behind the public support you receive and fess up to the shenanigans you engage in, leaving folks hanging like laundry. I have to be honest. I finally agree with Stephen A. Smith. He said, show up. You do know what that is, don't you? I agree. He said, if you don't know before, I knew you know now. Now that you're after the after the at money symbol we put. And now that you're after the money, you took for granted to be waiting for you. See you in the fall, he says. I don't get it. Like these motherfuckers are bitch made. All of them. Like, why do they have? I don't understand. Like, dog, there was no such thing as fucking social media back in the day. We didn't have that shit. Like, why is that a big thing now? Like, why are we arguing on social media? Amongst people that they have the platform of similar of Kyrie Irving's platform and Stephen A's platform arguing like some broads on social media when they should be helping motherfuckers out here, helping motherfuckers be better, using your voice to help the young inner city folks out. Instead, you're arguing amongst each other, measuring dick sizes in a small dick world because of population pollution that we've already agreed on. I don't understand. I don't fucking get it. I mean, you guys got to fucking be better, man. You got to be better. I'm just being real with you. They just want attention. They're probably kicking it right now. Fucking sharing the fucking weed. I don't know. I don't get it. But I have some controversial takes I'm about to engage in with you guys. You're going to be very upset at me. A lot of hate I'm going to take on social media with, with this take, okay? I have two segments on this show that I want to get through before Wido comes on. Wild in with Wido. Two takes. I have JB's biggest bust in NFL history, dead or alive, my biggest bust of all time. I have 25 of them, okay? I am going to have some cats in there that will alarm you because you're going to say, Coach, that ain't a bust? Well, let me explain. I call bitch-made cats a bust. And I call mentally weak motherfuckers a bust. And I call quitters a bust. Okay? So don't get it twisted. This is my bust list. And I'm going to tell you who I call a bust and why. But I also have a list that's called the saddest downfalls in NFL history. That list pertains to cats that went out fighting, 
couldn't control the issue, couldn't control the narrative. Something happened catastrophically or otherwise. Um, even death, who ended their career short. And I'm going to get an argument and bite back that a lot of my bus list should be on the saddest downfall list, but that's not JB's way because I don't give passes to bitch made cats. And I'm going to break down the differences in this and why I'm, it's a bust and why it's a down, sad downfall. And I think you'll see it and find it interesting. Um, it'll be for great take. I, I know when we put it on social media, it's going to be fucking big. But here's my biggest NFL bust of all time. I'm going to start at number 25, okay? You guys will automatically go to see who I put as number one. But I'm going to start at number 25, okay? Number 25 biggest bust for me is Henry Ruggs III. Henry Ruggs III killed a woman and a fucking dog and traveling 155 miles an hour. Um, You know, Henry Ruggs III is a bust to me. Because he can't get out of his own fucking way. He can't get out of his own way. And he is what I call a bust. And, you know, I don't like bust. I, I, don't, I don't like motherfuckers that can't get out their own way. And, um, you know, Henry Ruggs to me is a mentally weak midget who can't get out of his own fucking way. And, uh, you know... I'm glad I got the conversations in there, Mark C. Mark C., you feel me? You feel me, Mark C.? We're going to have a great conversation in here. But number 25, Henry Ruggs is a bust. I don't give a fuck if he's talented, if he's good, if he's still playing or not. He's suspended. I don't know. He's a bust to me. Derek Carr. I'm going to take some hate for this, and I just fucking love it. Derek Carr is a fucking bust. Derek Carr is a fucking bust. He is a fucking, has no it factor at all. No mental moxie. He's going to be fucking trash again. He will not fucking get it. His brother is just a little bit shittier. His brother's right above him, a little bit shittier. I think he's an all-time loss lead in NFL. uh, He leads NFL in losses as a starter. Uh, RG3 who was a guy that came as a Heisman Trophy. This is why you have to put all these scenarios in each one of these guys because a lot of these guys are first-round draft picks, number one overall picks, Heisman Trophy winners, and have been nothing in the NFL. RG3, Heisman Trophy winner, ripped it at Baylor. Everyone thinks he's the shit. He ends up getting hurt, so that did injured prone, hurt him a little bit. But when he was healthy, he still was not very good. I mean, let's just be honest. Not at the NFL level. Vince Young. I, I'm actually close with Vince. Not close. I know Vince. And we're cool. We, take, we do some things together. Vince Young, I said it in college. I said he will not translate to college. He will not translate to college. Okay? Um, Robert Griffin didn't get blackballed, homie. Robert Griffin took dick, Eddie. He took dick in the ass, homie, and stopped his book from being published because he got paid out. And and I think that he took dick. I don't think he gave dick. I think he took dick. That's my humble opinion, and I'm sticking to it. So don't talk about he got blackballed, homie. That motherfucker is blackballing everybody (laughs) literally 
and figuratively. His black balls balled somebody, motherfucker. He ain't got black ball. That motherfucker saved face. And the, and, and the motherfuckers made him the most recognized fucking person on TV now. Motherfucker ain't no black ball. Vince Young was a bust. Let's just keep it 100. He was a bust. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, man. I'm going to take heat for Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins just died, coach. Dwayne Haskins is fucking mentally weak. Dwayne Haskins was mentally weak. It's unfortunate. It sucks. It's a shitty deal. But it is what it is. It's not a sad downfall to me. Dwayne Haskins, I took heat from my own people putting him on this list because people think he's a sad downfall. No, he's a bust. He was a bust when he played. He's a bust for ruining ruining his future by doing some stupid shit that he did to get him in the position to be hit and unfortunately killed. And you have to weigh these things in there in totality when you rank these things. So I I I I wish I would have seen Dwayne. I wish I love Dwayne. I mean, fuck, Dwayne was a dude, I thought. I mean, he had talent. Allen, right? He had talent. But at the end of the day, man, something was up. He had something in his head and weak minded and fucked him up and uh Unfortunately, he's a big bust. Unfortunate. It is what it is. I'm sorry. We don't want to give sympathy. We're not going to give sympathy on my show just because he passed away. I'm sorry. But there's guys on this show that have passed away that I'm going to keep it a buck with and keep it real and tell them how it is. He's fucked up. So, Andrew Luck. Oh, my God. Andrew Luck, the fucking white saint, the motherfucker that can't do wrong. Coach, he's a sad downfall, man. He retired. No, I think he's a bitch-made cat who quit on his brothers and his team. If you lost the love of the game, cool. Just say it, move on. It is what it is. You're not going to be taken off the list of mine just because you did that. You still hung it up on your boys in the middle of your prime and left everyone hanging, possibly a few Super Bowls out there for the fans of Indianapolis and the brothers on that team that you chose to play for with and you chose to play the game. So please understand you chose to play this game. And I know people that will put him in the saddest downfall list. Fuck no, he ain't no saddest downfall list. He's a bust. Coach, he was good when he was playing. Who knows how good he would have been? No shit. If my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle. He's a bust. He don't play long enough, and we won't know how he is because he quit. The motherfucker quit on you. Let that sink in, Cooper. It should be hurtful because it's the truth, and the truth hurts people. That's what it is. That's just real shit. But he didn't he didn't give no money back. He didn't get no fucking money back, homie. But you feel sorry for him? He's worth a hundred million. Fuck feeling sorry for that motherfucker. He quit. He bounced, took the money, and ran. Fuck that motherfucker. 
I don't give a fuck what people say about him. He's a salt of the earth. He's a great human. He might be. But a square is a square and a circle is a circle. That motherfucker quit on his guys, on a city, on a franchise. I would, I would, I would really love to speak to if I was Pat, I would, I would break, I would ask the owner, Ursay, privately, what he really thought of that motherfucker. Cause I bet you that motherfucker ain't as happy about it as a lot of people talk about Andrew Luck. I bet you he ain't. I bet you Ursay's like, fuck that motherfucking bitch made cat. But that's just me. Um, Mark Sanchez, the butt fumble, another USC quarterback that came out. Um, Matt Leiner, another USC quarterback. I'm going to go right down this list. I don't want to take too long on this list. I can't take too long. A lot of guys to talk about those two USC quarterbacks. Fucking number one pick, Heisman Trophy. I mean, fuck. You, can, you know, why aren't they still playing? They should still be playing. Um Chris Winkie, Heisman, Florida State, 28 years old, 26 years old, whatever he is, ends up going to the NFL, playing as a rookie, as a 28, 29-year-old rookie. Never really came through, never really played uh, at a high level. Um, everybody thought he was the next best thing. Big, grown man. That's all I kept hearing. He's a grown-up. He's going to ball out. He's going to be the guy. Yeah. Okay. Um Josh Rosen. I mean, go get another fucking jacuzzi in your dorm room, motherfucker. By the way, I knew he wasn't a dude when Sark called me when we played him. So I was the head coach of Cabrillo. We played Bosco. TJ, where you at? So TJ was on that team. We played Bosco. I ran the defense and the offense, obviously. I, I schemed the fuck out of them. They were number one team in the whole country. They had all these freaks in nature all going all over the place. Josh Rosen was the quarterback. I stemmed into a four-eye on defense. Every time they moved the back in the pistol or shifted the back, I stemmed the four-eye. They called three timeouts in, that, in the first quarter alone because they had no fucking idea what I was doing with them. I was out-resourced, out-gunned, out-manned, out-moneyed, everything. And it's 11-3 game at halftime. They're the number one team in the nation. And I schemed the fuck out of them motherfuckers. And Josh Rosen was the quarterback. And we lit his bitch ass up. And Sark was like, JB, fuck him. I ain't taking him. That's true shit right there. Sark did not recruit Josh Rosen because of the game we smacked him in. And he had no nuts. He didn't want nothing. He didn't want no part of that game. And I knew right away he was going to be a bust. Very talented. Very arm strength. Arm strength was there. Everything was there. Um, no nuts, no guts, dog. And look what happened. Um Brian Bosworth, freak of nature at college, OU, um, OU, great player. Um, you know, he was Bo Jackson's bitch, according to a lot of people. He made him an actor. Bo Jackson turned Bosworth into a fucking actor. Big bust, big disappointment in the NFL. If you're an, if you're an 80s baby and you grew up watching him in Oklahoma, how fucking dominant he was and all the fucking face paint and all the fucking mohawks and everything that he brought on a great Oklahoma team. You were disappointed in Brian Bosworth, if you know anything. So Brian Bosworth at 14. Todd Gurley, man. I was just with Todd Gurley in Vegas uh, a few months ago. And uh, I don't know Todd Gurley, um, but we were actually having drinks together just at the bar out of nowhere. I was like, God damn. And he's like, hey, man, what's up, coach? I said, hey, what's up, brother? You know, I, I thought because he was with the Rams. So I knew when he played here um, coming from Georgia, he was a dude. No question. He, he reminded me a lot of Eric Dickerson, Raheem Boyd. Um, a bust. 
I'm sorry. I would tell him if I saw him. I'm, I, I, you're on my bus list, homie. I mean, it is what it is. You 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 demanded out. You wanted out. You wanted more money. You went to Atlanta. You fucking went to a bus team. You lost. You you busted out at Atlanta. Try to come back to the Rams. Um, he's a bust. Ray Rice. He's a bitch made cat who was a bust because he couldn't get out of his own way. Uh, he was a short, stocky, big-time running back who had thick quads, had great jump cut, lateral movement in the in the lane. He had a lot of things going for him, but just could not get out of his own way. Um, Wido's in the house. We'll bring him in in about eight minutes so I can finish these lists, and then we're going to bring Wido on at 3 o'clock hour, so I'm glad he got out of work and made it on time. So um, I'll see him in a minute for the Wild and Wido. Uh, segment. Um, Trent Richardson. If you don't remember Trent Richardson, played at Alabama, running back. Um, he is a very big disappointment in a bust. Um, if you don't know anything about him, Darius Geis. Do you guys remember Darius Geis? Um, Darius Geis was a sexual offender as well. Got cracked for that. I put him on the bust list. A lot of you guys will give him the sad downfall list. I, you know what? I had Tony Mandarich on this list, by the way. Um, I don't know if I took him off. I think I took Tony off. Tony was a bust. I love Tony Mandarich out of, high, out of college, but I did put him on there. To, um, Tony Mandarich is a bust. Um, you're a bust, homie. You hit a female. You're a, you're, a, you're a fucking woman beater. You're a bust. Ray Rice, you're a bust. You're a bitch-made cat who can't stop hitting women, and you are a bust. Period. Um, Jamal Lewis, I, I kind of missed that name. I missed that guy. I missed his name. Um, Jamal Lewis was a dude, too. Another motherfucker that ran 4-4. Uh, Joey B, I already talked about um, Pat Perez going off on the motherfucker. Marcus Dupree was a freak, dog. Marcus Dupree got into the dope game, Eddie. Uh, good, good, good call, Eddie. Good call right there. Marcus Dupree was a dude. Um... I am pretty good at golf, by the way. I am pretty good at golf. Yeah, the the way the live is set up, it's a nice deal. We'll get into the live later on. Let me finish this list. Tim Tebow, big bust, man. I mean, it's a joke. It's a slap in the face that they moved him to tight end. Um, it's unbelievable. But Tim Tebow is a big bust, in my opinion. Um, the great Christian crusader, a lot of people call him. I call him a fake motherfucker, but that's just what I know. Um, I'm not going to get into that. Johnny Manziel, we all know he's a rich boy entitled. I just was with him with Pat Perez in Phoenix, and uh, I just looked at him and kind of like, you're a fucking joke of a human, homie. You're a bitch-made cat who's enabled, who gets his daddy lived. You lived off daddy and mama's money, and you couldn't get out your own way, and you fucking... Blew it. And you didn't have a fucking fight in your bone. You didn't have a, any nuts or guts because you knew if you didn't make it, you still have money to fall back on, unlike most. That's the problem with a lot of these motherfuckers nowadays. You don't realize these motherfuckers that got money, dog, don't have to work hard no more. They're not coming from the grimy back streets of of poverty like my kid Josh Avery and Delrick Abrams and Emmett Gooden and Raheem Boyd. Those kids are like, fuck. I coach John Ross. I could easily put John Ross on there. John Ross is a very talented dude, but he has been a bust. There's no question about it, Francis Scott Key. I coach John Ross. He's right here from Long Beach. 
I talk to John quite often. John Ross has been a bust. I'll keep it real. But I don't believe he's more of a bust than these guys on this list because I don't think a lot of people know John Ross like that yet. He hasn't been established enough to break him down like I would, but he could be on this list. But I'm going to be honest with you. I would have taken... The, my number 25 was very disappointing to my management team because Reggie Bush was my number 25th guy. Jerry Reggie Bush was number 25 for me, but he got bumped off the list when I had to put on um, a couple guys. So uh, Reggie Bush to me was a bust in, in the NFL. And I, I'm just being honest. And I was just with Reggie Bush at a buddy at Marcellus Wiley's 40th birthday party, his wife's birthday party. Reggie Bush is cool people. But I would have put him on my bus list. He was not very good in the NFL. Not leading up. Remember, the hype coming out of college. A lot of people I know think Reggie Bush the best college football player to ever walk the earth. Make sure you make understand. There's no mistake about it. Reggie Bush was a motherfucker in college now. And he. I'm telling you, when he got his ass lit up for the Eagles his first season, I think that changed his life. That motherfucker got his ass lit the fuck up. I think it changed his life, and he was never the same. Um, where are we at? So, I'm all the way to fucking Josh Gordon, all right? Josh Gordon has been a biggest bust as, as a receiver because he just can't get out of his own way. And we keep giving him... Um, Joey B said Lindell White was better than Reggie. Well, Joey B's from Colorado. Lindell White's from Colorado. I know Lindell real well. Obviously, his family's from here. Um, please don't ever say that again. Lindell was good. Don't make no mistake about it. He was a downhill guy. But if you ever compare him to Reggie Bush again, I will come over there and slap you with meat. 12 and a half inches on Google. Stop that shit, Joey. Let's not be too biased now. Reggie Bush is fucking... Pops grew up in Compton, but he grew up in San Diego. I'm not going to fucking claim Reggie Bush. So don't go there, okay? Lindell White got stopped on fucking fourth and one. If he was the dude, he would have ran over that motherfucker at Texas, and USC would have won the three natties. So let's calm down. Um, Josh Gordon's been a bust. He's a bitch-made cat. I, I don't know why he gets so many chances. He must have dirt on Roger Goodell. That motherfucker needs to go right there with Deshaun Watson. Get the fuck out of the league. How many chances are we giving these motherfuckers? There's other opportunities out there. Peyton, Paxton Lynch, I didn't even put on the list because who the fuck is he? Why the fuck do we need Paxton Lynch? <gasps> Paxton Lynch came from a small school, so he doesn't have a lot of expectations in my opinion therefore i would not have put him on this list so now you got to see how the list is working itself out and how it's going um aaron hernandez right oh he's a sad downfall coach you don't know what he had he had pst shut the fuck up he's a bitch made fake wannabe gangster let's just keep it 100 that motherfucker's a fake gangster out there trying to flex killing motherfuckers and having hits put on folks as a football player. If you were a real gangster, homie, you would be a gangster. You would not be playing football. People don't understand the difference between a real gangster and a motherfucker that's playing sports and half-assing on the side with their fame and money putting hits out on motherfuckers. There's a huge difference. 
please don't get no don't get it twisted. Daryl Henley was a gangster. He's from L.A. Lawrence Phillips, who I grew up with, was a gangster putting motherfuckers in the fucking trunk. Ray Carruth was a gangster fucking up his own wife, by the way, and putting her in a trunk. By the way, he got out of jail, which is blows me away. So there's a lot of that shit going on. Deshaun Watson, I put him up at number five. All right. Put him up at number five. Deshaun Watson. Um, I got I to gotta put him right there at number five all-time already. Already, um, I got to put him at number five. I got to put him at number five. Um, these are not all defense, offensive players, Aaron Easy. I don't know if you saw. I've talked about a few. Um, Brian Bosworth's one. Um, most of them are offensive players because bust on defense, I'm going to talk about, are, are more sad downfalls on defense than there are on offense. But we're going to talk about it. Aaron Hernandez is a bust. Deshaun Watson's a bust. Carson Wentz has been a bust. I, t- I tell you all the time, he's one of the second most overrated quarterbacks right now. Him and Baker Mayfield's the worst, too. I got Baker at three, obviously, as a bust. I still told you on this show six months ago. I'm going to tell you today again. I think Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns when the season starts. I've said it over and over. I continue to say it. Eddie, it's bust. B-U-S-T, like you bust a nut, motherfucker. Reggie Bush is not a bus. We know he's not a bus. A bus is what you drive in, motherfucker. Get your shit. Come to Coach JB's one-on-one English class, homie. I love you, but damn. Boost Mobile in English is not your fucking song suit. So we got Jamarcus Russell, number two all time. Um... Yeah, I know Taco Charlton. I, you know, a lot of people probably probably won't know Charl, uh, Ch- Taco Charlton. Taco Charlton was a bust. Um, I, I like how Allen thinks, though. Allen thinks Henry Ruggs at number one because he knows. See, Allen's as a, a young cat, but Allen gets it. Allen knows the deal. Allen knows it. I had Steve Etman on there, uh, Sean. I had Steve Etman on my list, but I took him off um, because I don't believe a lot of people would know who he was. I had to do that political thing here because i know i'm going to take a bunch of heat because a lot of people won't even know half these people on here um ryan leaf i'm gonna i'm gonna just end it with ryan leaf i mean he's had opportunity after opportunity um uh, i even think ryan leaf is on my same network by the way (laughs) uh but it is what it is i hope you don't have any take offense to it but he he was a bus i mean uh and he had some issues after the, the the off the field so i mean that that is what it is. Um, that's my twenty five biggest bust list in in NFL history. Um, take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Um, I wouldn't call Michael Vick a bust because he played a he played enough meaningful, tangible games in my opinion before the dog incident and after the dog incident. He was still a viable threat out there on the field. Michael Vick could throw the ball better than Lamar Jackson than a lot of these guys. He was better throwing the ball than Randall Cunningham, Lamar Jackson, a lot of these guys. And, uh, you know, he just, uh, unfortunately, made a bad decision. Chris Logan, just hold tight. I got my top five, I got my top 15 saddest downfalls coming right after this. I'm going to bring on my boy Wido, Wilding with Wido. What up, Wido? What's going on, coach? Everybody in the chat, how we feeling? Man, I'm chilling. You got the setup cracking. Let me uh, got to. Let me get the uh, backdrop right there. We made you look at that wild and wide backdrop. Peep that shit out. Shout out. Love it. 
to Wildin' with Wide O'Day on this first Wednesday, uh, Work Boot Wednesday. Make sure you follow at Wide O Podcast. He's uh, on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, Wide O Everything. Yeah, Wide O Everything right there. So, Wide O, let the fans know. Let everybody know your your background so everybody can get used to you on a week-to-week basis. Let everybody know your background, your backstory. Kind of let them know you played hoop, you rapped, you, you, you know... Right. You know, you're Florida, Floridian, um, moved around, hustled, very articulate dude, very well taught, spoken. How, give somebody your background and where you grew up and everything. Man, this is like the first time I've ever had to do this besides a job interview, but I'm Wado, real name Wyatt. You can call me Wado. In the South, they might say Wyatt. You know, a little, little country twang to us down here in the South. I'm Wado. Grew up hunting, fishing in my life, a fourth-generation Floridian, uh, my family, my dad has worked on space shuttles and NASA for my whole life, so I kind of like that shit. It's kind of why I got my crazy thoughts. Fell in love with basketball, uh, skateboarded for a little bit. It's kind of my swag. I'm a Vans guy. I'm not going to put nothing on. I, I got swag. Uh, I'm a Vans guy, but I fell in love with basketball, wanted to chase that. Played in high school. I was all right, but I was tall. Uh, got a chance to go play in college. Played up in Connecticut for two years. Uh, then my mom got sick. Uh, with cancer so I came home uh, just kind of wasn't worth it to me to play at that time I wasn't that great in college I was 145 55 pounds real skinny I didn't like the weight room but I could fucking shoot and I was a dog on the inside when I came home from school uh, my mom's fighting that she's better now Uh, I tore my whole ankle off I was working at the city and I couldn't walk for about two months ripped all the ligaments out of my ankle learned how to walk again rehabilitate and it was my jumping leg too, a one foot jumper off my left leg when I came back from that, I had the mental different attitude. I was a dog. I was mad at the coach that said I was too skinny. I was mad at the people who called me the white boy. Further than that, I grew up on parks. I wasn't going to AAU camps. I was at the park with the brothers in the hood, the only white boy. I grew up. At first, I was just a kid shooting, and later on, I was the real, real good white boy that they were hustling with. Oh, you, you want to take him? All right. Side bets. I bet you he gives you eight in a game to 15. So that became the wido of the now. Uh, fast forward, you know, I started rapping. Went to college. In college, we'd, we'd make beats on the wall. If anybody seen my show, I kind of showed a, a clip of that. And I'm like, you know what? We're rapping just as good as Chief Keef and these motherfuckers. Walk a flocker. Let's go ahead and do it. So I came home, got in the studio, joined my rap career, started that. I'm still nice at it. I still do it. But once you see what the music business is, you better be sure you're wanting to jump in that. So that's kind of why I took a back seat on that. Now we're doing a podcast. Found Coach JB, been a huge fan. Called in for what, probably two, three months, Coach. And I probably went from the first person to be a fan, a caller, a guest, and now a co-host of Wildin' with Wado. We here, baby. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Hector got a setup too, man. Hector's going to be on Fridays for uh, Scared Money Don't Make Money. That's what we're calling that segment. On the betting side on Friday. So he's got a cool setup too. He's been grinding in his studio like Wido has. So, um, yeah, all you guys follow over there and, and subscribe to Wido's channel. I just posted it in the chat so you can follow it and check it out. Um, Instagram Wido, YouTube Wido. I'm a, do not tweet, but Twitter's Wido as well. Trademark Wido. So I'm going to keep that name and uh, find me on everything. Hey, he's on everything. Go check it out. So, Wido, we're going to just shoot the shit, man. I got. I got some okay. downfalls. You may know some of them. You may not know. I don't know if you saw my uh, biggest bust list. I don't know if you agree with the list or not. Um, you might have your own guys. But I want to show you my biggest 
what I call saddest downfalls. I hate to use the word sad because I, pre- I, I, I'm like this. I'm like this. If you make it, um, nothing sad. It's not sad anymore. I think you're a grown man. You made it. So I would really say biggest downfalls. But um, I'm going to share my biggest downfalls, and then we can compare those with my biggest bust. And uh, you can kind of we can move around some pieces and tell me who you think. But here's my saddest, what we'll call saddest downfalls. Um, and I'm going to start at number 15. I only got 15 of these, all right? So this is a very interesting list, too. It's ticking on the bottom for everybody on YouTube. Number 15, Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp was on his way to breaking a lot of uh, uh, Reggie uh, Jerry Rice's records. He had a very bad neck injury. Obviously, you know his younger brother, Shannon Sharp, who became one of the top five, ten tight ends of all time. Um, but Sterling Sharp was a freak. You can ask Brett Favre. You can ask a lot of people. Sterling Sharp was a freak. I think... He became one of these people that was basically fucked over by a sad situation, by an injury that he just could not get away from. And I put him at number 15 because he did have a decent career and he played a little bit. Um, But if you see my list, it just goes down the list. I mean, I'm going to go through everyone. A lot of you guys may not even know Daryl Stingley, who also was paralyzed, if you don't know. Mike Utley was another paralyzed player, played for the Lions. They still wear his number, I believe, up in Detroit. Chris Henry, Pac-Man Jones, just adopted his son, if you didn't see it. Uh, Chris Henry passed away, unfortunately. Uh, Bangle, uh, was he a Bangle or a Bronco? I'm not sure, I forgot. Um, but uh, he just passed away. Um, a lot of you don't know Floyd Little. Or Ernie Davis. If you haven't seen the Ernie Davis story, it's a movie. He was the running back that replaced Jim Brown at Syracuse. And then Floyd Little replaced Ernie Davis. Syracuse was fucking running back you for a long, long time. Um, Ernie Davis died of cancer, leukemia, right after he was drafted by the Cleveland Browns. And uh, he would have played not only... With the Cleveland Browns, he would have also been in the same backfield with Jim Brown, and nobody knows how good of that backfield would have been. Um, but he had leukemia. He passed away, unfortunately. didn't even make it to an NFL game. He actually ran out and led the team out, but they knew he was uh, was dying. And uh, Ernie Davis. Gail Sayers, if you don't know, had to retire at the age 29. Gail Sayers, a lot of people think, is a top 5'10 running back of all time. He actually cut his season in his year short. He was only 29 years old. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, 29 is actually not too young in, in the running back business anymore comparable. Okay, so a lot of people don't know that. But um, Gail Sayers, sad situation. He was a freak. Um, Ryan Shazier, if you guys know his story, obviously broke his neck, obviously, with Pittsburgh Pitt, uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. He's gotten back walking. He's walking around. He's coming out on the field. Um, situation of like that is just uh, unfortunate. I'm glad he's walking around. He's still not back to normal, but he's uh, he's struggling. Um, Gail Sayers, yes, the Kansas Comet. Played at KU, actually. Uh, Alex Smith, you know, just a nutty, gutty, winning quarterback, but not the guy to get you over the hump. He couldn't get them to a Super Bowl, but he played well. Both from college, you you know he played. He was Reggie Bush's quarterback in high school, by the way, uh, in San Diego. Then he went to Utah, and, and then he came into the league and he played well at every team he was on. He was obviously had a great 
winning percentage. Um, had a catastrophic injury. Basically, how many surgeries? I don't even know. 50-plus surgeries, they said. Uh, blood clots, yeah. everything. Came back and was should have been the player comeback player of the year. Balled out last year uh, with Washington. Um, shout out to Alex Smith. That's a sad downfall to me. He didn't quit on his team. He even came back and played after 50 surgeries, blood clots, and et cetera. Um, you know, unbelievable. Joe Theismann, the greatest NFL football player of all time, in my opinion, is uh, is is Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor ended Joe Theismann's career, sadding on a on, saddingly on a Monday night football game. Basically, broke his knee and leg in half. Uh, Lawrence knew he had done it. If you watch the video, it's on the Blind Side actually intro of that movie. He's waving him out. Yep, like White O.C. He's waving him out and. Um, Though Bo Jackson, he he was I almost had him at number one, man, but I just I, I took a lot of thought into these and I was like, I can't put Bo Jackson over some people that died. I just can't do it. And I, I don't know, Wido. How old are you, Wido? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. So Wido's in a young age, but he knows Bo of obviously he knows these guys on here. Um, Bo Jackson, man, he he got a hit pointer on a Monday Night Football game that he was he was fucking murdering the team they were playing. I forget who they were playing, dude. He, I think it was the Bengals, man, but or the Chiefs. But he get rolled up on the sideline, basic little injury. He didn't even get tackled. The motherfucker just stressed out a, a out a hip. Everybody thought it was a little you know hammy or something, and 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 at that time, man, you just couldn't heal that. And uh, I think would have came on to be the greatest running back of all time. Um, Cut is it career short, and I got him at number five, saddest downfalls. Junior Seau, I mean, he would have played with a broken arm, which he did for New England later in his career. Um, San Diego native, Polly Uso, great, great dude, great family man. Obviously, they did a brain scan, and uh, fuck, man, you know, they found out that he had, uh, you know, the CTE and all these things that they say that's out there, and unfortunately killed himself. Uh, Sad day, sad, sad day. Um, but uh, Junior Sales missed RIP to him and the Usos out there. Sean Taylor, one of the hardest hitting safeties we've seen. Um, one that's of the, the one close to me. Yeah, see, I knew why I would know that. That's a South Floridian, a guy that's been in the business who's everyone loved. Uh, was it was a old school cat? People bring it up now because you see how soft the Pro Bowl is. And Sean Taylor was absolutely decapitating motherfuckers in the Pro Bowl. And a lot of cats um, remember him for those simple things. And then and then, uh, and then, you got slapdicks like Mahomes' brother dancing on his fucking thing. I mean, that's unbelievable um, to me. Um, Derek Thomas, if you don't know, I, was right, I, was, I got to the Chiefs right after he passed away, unfortunately, right there on I-70 in Kansas City on black ice. He flipped his Suburban off into the ditch right there in between Kansas City and Topeka on I-70. Um, unfortunate situation. Derek Thomas was right behind Lawrence Taylor, in my opinion, on how he played. Derek Thomas was a dude that a lot of cats don't know about nowadays. Unbelievable um, player. And then I have to end it with Pat Tillman, who died actually serving our country, quitting the game of football to go enlist and serve, and got killed by friendly fire, some say. There's a lot more conspiracy to it, but that's what they say. 
uh, have to put him in number one because he died serving this country. Um, he was... He was a great, great player, actually. He wasn't just a guy that wasn't a fucking dude. He was actually a dude. Um, and he was coming back to play still. People don't realize he was still going to come back and play. He just left to serve his damn country. A lot of people can... You could have this debate. Why, though, this is a debate we could talk about that this brought up right now. It wasn't on the schedule, but how do you equate the two differences between a Pat Tillman who quit football and looked up our armed forces and enlisted to serve versus Muhammad Ali who said, fuck no, I'm not going into the services and basically being blackballed from professional boxing and going to jail for not getting drafted. Now, mind you, it's two completely different eras, two completely yeah. different mindsets. You had a black man who was during basically segregation getting a lot of heat from just being a black man and said, I'm not I'm gonna set the tone here and I'm gonna do something that no one else has done. And instead of being a yes sir master motherfucker, I'm going to say fuck you and I'm gonna flip the switch and I'm gonna stand for something or fall for anything. The the saying that I always say. Compared yep. to a Kaepernick, in my opinion, who is a do-boy follower, who, in my opinion, see, if, if, if Muhammad Ali was alive right now, I, I think Muhammad Ali still would have stood for the national anthem. That's the difference yep. in integrity, in my opinion, between him and a Kaepernick who was a follower, in my opinion. Um and Ali didn't go because he didn't agree with the war itself. I don't think it was so much of not my country I don't want to fight for. He did not agree with what was going on in Vietnam. Pat Tillman saw them towers fall. Had a little reason to go. So Kaepernick, if you're so concerned with it, go join. Go make a difference. Uh, exactly. Kyrie Irving-ish. Kyrie Irving talks all that shit about going over to the Middle, you know, Middle East and doing all that shit, but you don't do nothing. So you brought up a great point, though. Muhammad Ali didn't agree with the war, but he also had issues with him and Malcolm X and everybody that he was with. Didn't They were tired of the brothers being nitpicked and picked on to go do the, fight this, what they called at the time, a white man's war. And so yeah. they were like, well, fuck, fuck this. I'm not going over there to die for no white man who doesn't stick up for me in my country that I live in, in right here in Louisville, Kentucky, right? Or whatever, wherever he's from. So like... There's a lot to unfold into that. I, I don't know. I mean, that's just my take. The Kaepernick thing I have no respect for. I had kids at Indy on the show actually trying to do what he was doing, and I would motherfuck him. I said, dog, if you don't stand up, you're getting fucked cut right now. And because I said, you better give me a reason. If you have a reason as to why you're doing it, I would respect it more, and we would have a conversation. Without the reason, we aren't even having a conversation. You stand the fuck up or get yeah. cut. And... That is teaching young brothers and sisters, though, to lo go learn your history. Go learn something in instead of follow the leader. Go learn something and get better at it and help the youth out after you. But you just saying, oh, I'm doing it because so-and-so said to do it. Then you're just a fucking do boy. You're never going to be a leader, and leaders create more leaders, not more followers. And we already have enough fucking followers, so that's why I had to be the leader, step in, and say no. Give me a reason as to why you're taking a knee, and if it's Kaepernick, I'm cutting your ass. 
It better not be Colin Kaepernick. It better be your own thought-out reason. None of the kids could give me it. We talked. They said, that, Coach, I apologize. You're right. I don't want to be a follower. And we never had that problem the rest of the year. But a lot of coaches allow shit, not coach it. And therefore, you have these guys who are follow-the-leading motherfuckers. And guess what? Now we're in the era, Wido, of follow-the-leader. That's what we have every day now. The era of me, 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 my situation, my opinion, what I want to say. And it just blows my mind because I was one of them guys at first when my parents and people were confused why people were kneeling. I'm saying, hey, there's problems in this police shit. There's real problems in, the, in what's going on in the black community. It's real. And if the, the military guys were saying, hey, we fought for the flag, so you have the option to kneel. It's the whole point. But too many people get wrapped up of, I'm just following them. Let me kneel. And that's where I just lost it, you know, because nah, the flag stands for for not only what's going on. Yeah, the police are, are, are not always great, but that's not who we're sending out to represent this country. That's who we're talking about when we're, we're playing that anthem. That's who we're talking about on Veterans Day, Independence Day. It's just like, come on now. Yeah. Don't make it about you. Eddie made up a good point, too. Like we're in the air. We're in the era. He said area, but it's not area 51. Motherfucker. It's era. We're in the area. We're in the era of soft jersey swaps. We're in that era when back in the day, you couldn't get me to sign a jersey like Eddie said. You couldn't get me to sign your fucking jersey after I just played you. I'll get with you when you retire. If I'm still playing and I want to get Tom Brady's jersey, I'm going to get it when I retire. See, I couldn't ever see a Sean Taylor, even though he was younger than me still. He was younger generation, but he was older than the, the current. I couldn't see him asking... Uh, Tom Brady for a signed jersey. I, I think he was trying to knock your dick off. And yep. that's the issue and mindset we have now. But somewhere, some time ago, I don't know where or when it happened, we started doing this jersey swap. We started doing this fucking uh, hug it up afterwards, fucking all and you this could tell, shit. Coach, it, it came up so quick because now you see the players go, hey, man, let me get that jersey. Oh, no, I'm already giving it to him. I got to give it to him. So now it's just like a, hey, I just want to pick jerseys to maybe sell them or some shit. But like you said, retirement at the end of the career, it makes sense. Yeah, Learn. I don't know, man. It's it's fucking it's crazy. It's a, it's a it's a sad deal. It's a real sad deal. What what's your thoughts on the um on this whole R. Kelly thirty year deal? Listen, when they when the truth comes out, justice needs to be served. Period. I'm not a fan of doing it too early, but we've had a long time. He's been in there for a long time. They have the facts. We're hoping they're good at their jobs. We're hoping. And if they are, and if they have things to prove it, justice needs to be served. That motherfucker's in there singing and shit still? <laughs> oh, yeah. Eh, oh, yeah. I got. I had this girl send me a message. She, she, her, her, cell, her dad's cellmate is R. Kelly. Wow. And that motherfucker sends her, sent her a birthday her dad got her to, him to send her uh, his daughter a fucking birthday song, like one of his famous songs. He sang it live on on fucking TikTok or whatever the fuck it was. Like, He's probably, I didn't know they could. So they have their own phones and shit. Uh, after a while, especially if he's in a prison, after a while, commissioner, you can buy your shit. Yeah, you can save up money and buy whatever you want if you can afford it. That motherfucker, he was he, he might be the biggest motherfucker on TikTok ever if he were on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> He probably makes money back and shit and go get fucking, uh, you know, Amber Heard's lawyers and shit. I don't know. Um, you think Amber Heard shit on that motherfucker's bed or was it the dog? Man, coach, 
I did not get involved at all in that bullshit. <laughs> She's not that hot to me. The bitch is not that fine. Uh, I like Johnny Depp's movies, but all I saw was a bitch trying to get some money. I'm good. I'm good off of that. Hey, so, couldn't tell you much. This is how soft we are. That motherfucker. So she lies and gets two million dollars out of it. That's what's crazy about the world we are in right now. She lies, gets two million dollars. He has to defend himself, spend five million. He wins fifteen million to get his name back. So why? Let me ask you this: We're just shooting the shit here, and it brings up all these different points I'd be talking about. So going back to my homie three in the morning conversation, if you didn't hear it earlier, yeah, 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 we're talking about comparing this whole thing to twenty dollars and get lost to pay off twenty bitches and get my fucking so I can play. Nah, it's totally different. So like. Let me ask you this. Why did Johnny Depp fight this so bad? Because of his reputation. He could have paid mm. off $5 million and said, all right, fuck it, right? What is yep. the difference between Johnny Depp and fucking Deshaun Watson, homie? I'm, I'm going to shout. I'm gonna call out my homeboy after this and say, I just mind up a good fucking point talking to Wido. But think about that. Why the fuck? What is the difference between Johnny Depp and, 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 and Deshaun Watson and... Why wouldn't I just spend five mil and pay her off instead? Oh, no, fuck no. I know what I did and I didn't do, and I'm gonna fucking defend my name and honor, which is all we have when we hit this casket. That's so now, nah, coach, you're right. And I don't know if people know who this guy is, but Jess, Jesse Ventura, actor Navy SEAL, dealt with that for years over a claimed lie about Chris Kyle that lied on him and defamed his name, and from then on lost business. Lost ads, lost partnerships, friendships, wasn't allowed places, and fought so hard to get it back and proved he was right. This is why the name means everything, Coach, especially in today's world where they're not even seeing you first. They're saying the name. So my buddy, though, just sent me. He's actually friends with Johnny Depp's lawyer. It's actually one of my attorneys. He sent me a thing saying that he signed or he's getting real close to signing a $300 million deal to do more Pirates of the Caribbean. So because yep, he said he wasn't going to do it anymore. Yeah, he was they, almost at the point where if you hurt. come after me to ask me to come back and do it, I'm still going to say fuck you because you didn't believe in me. Which right. I get, you know, I get it. Uh, I, I'm that way. I would have been like, well, fuck. If I'm worth a couple hundred million already, I don't really need the money, even though 300 million sounds great. But I already have 300 million. Uh, fuck you, right? Go make your your your, your franchise is about to fold because there's not going to fucking replace me. Uh, it just ain't possible. You cannot replace me with an actor. Not in that role, in my opinion. And you don't want to replace him in that role. Because now no. you look like a fake movie. Like, I, I never got... I never got... Um, the sequels that come out. And if they're a new person... As, as like... Let's say Mel Gibson was replaced in Lethal Weapon with Wido. And he they're still fronting him off as Mel Gibson. I don't watch it, dog. I don't watch it because right. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not going to watch a movie that the original guy. Now, if you cu if you kill him off and come out with a new guy, then maybe that's different. But that's that's the same thing. I wouldn't I've never even watched Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never seen one of them. Um, yep. But I know I wouldn't watch it with a different person. Shane. I'm not going to watch it if George Clooney's the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Even though I like George Clooney, he ain't that guy. So, yeah. I don't know. And what do you think about the people that say the only reason Johnny even had a, a chance and won the way he did was because he had that woman as his lawyer that was whooping her ass when she had her uh, heard on the stand. His lawyer that was a woman was on point. 
Yeah, I didn't watch it. I didn't know. I don't remember. I didn't even know until a couple weeks into the motherfucking thing. And I was like, that's a priority for us right now is the fucking Johnny Depp thing. And we're paying $100 million to Ukraine. And Johnny Depp's the number one fucking priority for us. Watch that shit on TikTok. Um, I don't know. I was like, fuck, I don't know, man. I've never seen the shit. But I, I heard she was fine, too, huh? She looked pretty good, but she was whipping that ass. Because she wasn't getting phased by the the girl dramatics or the, oh, I don't know. Because she's a female herself. She was on that shit. And I don't think a male could have done the same. Dog, I'm going to be honest. I did not even know that Amber Heard was the broad that was on fucking, what's his name, uh, Aquaman. I didn't either. I did not know that was her. That was Aquaman because she's a redhead and she's underwater and shit. And she looks kind of fire on that movie. I was like, okay, redheads. Certain redheads look good. Certain redheads do not. Um, She she was, I thought she was pretty bad. And I did not know that was her. And now I will not watch Aquaman 2. Is she in Aquaman 2? Lucy may know. I don't know. Um, Oh, no. Mark C says she got fired from doing. Yeah, she got pulled from it. That's right. She got fired from the second one. Well, I wouldn't watch Aquaman 2 knowing that she boo-booed on a motherfucker's bed. Because I'm not going to watch that shit. You just shitted on a motherfucker's bed. I don't want to watch your ass. And you were you were pretty fine. Now I look at you like, hell no. Nah, I wouldn't even. I just talked about it. We could pee on a motherfucker, but you ain't going to shit on a motherfucker. I can't do the shit on um uh, and I've met plenty but, of girls like that, Coach. Look good. You could just tell the, by the way when, when the female lawyer was interrogating her and asking her questions, she kind of knew she was screwed, knew she couldn't get away with games, so her answer switched. And I was like, oh, you're running a game this whole time. And I've seen plenty yeah, of fine females that are smart enough to do it. Respect, but not to our dog, Captain Jack. Come on now. Yeah, dog. If he signs a $300 million, fuck, kudos to him, man. Kudos to Captain Jack and fucking... Get it cracked. Slapdick, dog. That's what I'm talking about. I got to get me some, man. I got to get me some fucking slapdick real quick. I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to post. I, I We got more. Me and Wido. Wild and Wido. We got some more. Uh, any members want to call in, I'm going to let you chop it up with Wido real quick, one-on-one. And my, my main man, Christian, will add you to the chat with Wido. I'm going to go get me a drink to sip on. Um, and take a piss real quick uh, while Wido's here for the second hour. We got about 30 minutes of Wido. We're going to break down the Clippers and the addition of John Wall. We're going to talk about Palm Del P and Kawhi Leonard. And are the Lakers done? Is this, uh, an, is this a Clippers town now, uh, even though Wido's out in, my, in, in, in the Florida area? We're going to talk about his Miami Heat and what he thinks of them. And uh, is he going to lose uh, Tucker? To the Philadelphia 76ers, which looks like it could happen. So, why don't take some calls? Uh, take a couple of questions from uh, Jeremiah, and uh, I'll be right back. My God. Listen, with the Miami Heat, what's going on, Jeremiah? All love it, dog. Hey, man, I'm so happy. This is awesome, dude. I, this is really cool. I'm happy for you, man. This is badass. And you deserve it, man. Hard I work, appreciate bud. It. Hard work. Um. So I was tweeting some of that stuff that was there was some Woj bombs before you came on. Yeah. So I I know you saw uh, Murray going to Atlanta, and then I heard rumors of Aiton going to Atlanta. Boy, Atlanta could be a team with the with those guys, huh? They could, but I got to get my Miami news because Coach didn't say anything. Okay. Bradley Beal chose to opt out, oh, and I'm thinking think Bradley Beal is coming because we've been recruiting him for a while, and oh, now dude, he just he saw us go. Nice 
He'd he's the nice one guy. piece we're missing. He's the one yeah. piece. And he's the dog. I think he'll love Pat Riley. Pat Riley would love him. Watch out for Bradley Beal in that yeah. black uniform next year, and we're right back in the finals. He's a, he's a baller, man. He can play D and stuff like that, too. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, craziness. And I saw Harden, opt out, Harden opted out, too. And I, I think a lot of people initially probably thought that was a negative, but Woj said it's actually going to give the 76ers more flexibility because Harden is going to take less or something. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I thought Harden was absolutely trash last year. So I don't know where you were at on that, but. Never been a fan of Harden. You know, you can't deny his game. You can't deny how good of a player he is. I'm a, you know me, I'm a big hooper. I think he's so good because he's a left-handed yeah. player that plays right-handed. He can do every movement right-handed, so it's really hard to defend that. Most hey, guys, you know what kind the, of way. That's the only way I ever got a, on, up on anybody that was a good ball player because I used to play, like, intramurals. I was not good like you, but I would play a game at lunch with a bunch of really good ballers, and because I was, I'm left-handed, you know, that gives you a good advantage if you can play left-handed. A lot of guys yeah. aren't used to playing against the lefties, but, yeah, that's I know right. you're right, man. I thought he had – I thought he got one of those kind of one-in-a-million shots, and I heard his work ethic, you know, is not great. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, we got the producer. What's up, guys? What's going on? Not no producer. I'm no, good, guys. He's a real slap dick coming in here. That's family right there. Colts fan, it looks like he's enjoying my Matt Ryan. I'm a big Falcon fan. Florida guy through and through. I'm a Falcon fan since day Man, one, I'm 94. excited about Matt Ryan. I'm not going to lie. He's a consistent, not going to do too much, not going to you know let you down too bad, but I think you guys will be solid with him, especially with that run game. I hope so. I hope so. We'll see. What's your name, man? Uh, Goki. 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 Where are you from? I'm actually from Canada, bro. I'm actually in Canada right now. Canada, eh? I've just been a, a lifelong Colts fan. Like, as long as I've been following football, I've been yeah. a Colts fan since the Peyton Manning days. Oh, yeah. Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison. Yes, sir. Always love that. Stokely. Remember Brandon Stokely out there? Yes, sir. Good times, man. Good times. Joseph How, what's the weather in Canada? Course. What's the weather right now? Uh, it's, it's shitty. I'm not going to lie, bro. It's cloudy as fuck and cold for, yeah. for June, for the end of June. It's rainy and hot down here in sunny South Florida. You guys are lucky, man. Can't complain though. That's good stuff, man. I've lived in the cold in Connecticut and blizzards and I would much rather, uh, stay the, in the South. The warm weather is, is where it's at, bro. Oh yeah. Definitely. A lot of people say, oh, well, in the cold, you can always put clothes on. When the hot, what are you going to do? Trust me. Take the cold. Jump I in the ocean, my bro. Car. Motherfuck the cold. Jump in the ocean. Jump in the ocean. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Let's see what's going on. Let's see where Coach is at, man. I don't know what he's got going on. What up, what up, what up? I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Um... On, on the money. What up, man? I appreciate Goki calling in, my boy Goki. Um, I ain't seen him before. I'm Can Canadian. I got a lot of Canadians out there, man. Appreciate you, um, man. I had to make me a Paloma dog, slapdick vodka with some straight grapefruit juice. I'm keep it healthy, but hey, I gotta, uh, I gotta taste it. this motherfucker strong as shit, Wido. Oh, I know it. Hey, Coach, I don't know if you heard about that Brad Beal talk. I don't know if you like him. That's my guy. I'm thinking he's coming down to Miami. Culture is all the way really? up. Really? Let's go. Even 
get out of depot if we need to. Oh, I think so. I don't know if you saw the video where he's talking to his AAU team. Oh, yeah. I've seen he that, dog. I, I like Bradley Beal. I actually hit him oh, up. Yeah. I actually hit him up. Love that shit. I so actually real, hit him real. up. And uh, now did he go? Was he a Juco cat? He was at Florida. He's a Gator. I don't know if he was at Juco early days, but when he was in Gator time, that's when I was a big fan of him. Yeah, Pure yeah, shoot yeah. out of Florida Bradley Beal shit. That's a wild bar. So look, that so what do you say? That mentality, though, coach, oh, like yeah. the realism. Bra- I've never and, heard anybody uh, else boy speak together? like that. Him and Butler together. You, oh yeah, you got to take my job, and none of y'all can't check me. I love that shit. That's the reality of the of the. When you're a college kid trying to get up, and oh, I think I'm cool. You got to take my job. But that was old school. That's my mindset. Yes. We don't have that no yep. more. That ain't in the NBA no more. Shit. No, that shit ain't a, in the I, NBA no more. I'm the star. Why am I getting treated shitty? Everybody gets treated shitty when you first hear. Yeah, that ain't floating around the NBA or the NFL for that matter. Um, nope. And I had a quick one for you, Coach. What do you think about the quiet guys? I'm a big Julio fan, a quiet killer that don't say much. Are you a fan of the quiet guys? Oh, yeah, that's all I grew up with. That's the best one. Okay. But, see, the quiet guys where I grew up, dog, were actually the biggest shit talkers on the field. you just never seen it. Um, but they didn't celebrate. They handed the ball to the ref. They... They got good grades. They sat in the front row. They were shitbirds internally on the field without you seeing it. Like, they were quiet mentality, quiet the mechanism, didn't give a fuck about the noise. They didn't care about anything outside. Barry Sanders. People don't know a lot about Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders from Wichita, Kansas, uh, North High School. Um Fuck, did you ever see him spike the ball? Did you ever see him do anything other than hand it to the ref? Ever, and my buddy James Fuller, who's an Arena League coach right now, who's my coach in Arena League, he played for the Eagles for a long time. He played corner, big six three corner, uh, played in a long time. Had to guard Michael Irvin, Dion. Had to play in those eras. He picked off Aikman in the playoffs when they played Dallas on the Super Bowl run. Dallas teams in '93, '94, '95. He said that Barry would shake you. And talk to you while he was shaking you on the field, laughing, literally laughing at you. He said that it was so much more degrading than him banging on you, talking shit like motherfucker, woo, woo, woo. He's laughing at you. You know what that does to your morale as an NFL player? He said Barry Sanders would laugh at you in the hole. Like you got a motherfucker linebacker and he knew he was shaking you. And it was undoubted. He had no doubt. And that motherfucker was laughing where you heard it on the field. Like he's like, <laughs> and shaking you, homie. I'm, I, I was like, damn. He told me that story and he said Dion did the same thing. Dion would run by you and he thought, everyone thought, the angle was taken, and he was going to get caught. He would literally start laughing at you, putting one arm out with the ball, and you knew you weren't catching him, and he started laughing. He said it was dis- utter disrespect, and he said it's way worse than talking shit like you were on a hoop court. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And I was surprised to hear Dion say he really didn't talk smack as a player. Nah, my boy said he did as loud as he is. Yep. He said Playing-wise, he, he didn't do it. Because like, I think, think he's always been spiritually grounded. Yes, Definitely, and that's that's evident. Another thing, Coach, like everyone nowadays, Richard Sherman was a little wild, Jalen Ramsey in terms of that corner. Darrell Revis, the quiet guy, was 10 times the, the defender, the lockdown guy, in my opinion. So it's even scarier when he doesn't talk. Yeah. I don't know, though. I've heard, I heard Revis used to talk shit. I don't know. I know Pac-Man Jones was really good. He could have been a real good guy, and he I think 
I'm trying to get Pac-Man on this show. He, I think his, uh, <clears throat> I think he got like much love, Jeremiah, for shout out twenty dollars um, to get Wido on. Um, Always love, fam. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think that there there's so much, um, so much to be said about that. It's just it's very interesting, man, because it's people talk, and then there's people that all bark no bite too. So there's a lot of barkers that don't bite, and then there's a lot of biters that never bark. Yeah. So Darrell, I think on the I am athlete or something podcast, or even with Pat, it was Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he would talk when they would talk to him. Yeah. But I think the Richards, the Jalen's, they have to talk to get their own engine going. Yeah. And that's a lot. See, Richard, I, I, I coach Richard and his brother. Richard is so educated and smart. Um, yes. And being from Compton and being from nothing, and then getting his daddy still works at UPS to this day. Um, like Richard was knew where his, he he was at all times. Obviously, growing up where he grew up, he he. Uh, I don't know if he talks shit. My, mind you, a lot of people don't realize that motherfucker got a 4.0 at Stanford and was in classes with Chelsea Clinton, and Chelsea Clinton yep. had a 3.9. And motherfuckers yep. want to talk shit, but they're like, "Well, I'm like, well, hold up, this motherfucker's from Compton. Chelsea Clinton had everything handed to her." And never had to fucking worry about getting shot going to school. Never had to worry about fucking getting shot at the Jack in the Box across the street. Never had to worry about any of that. And you got fucking outperformed, motherfucker. That's Chelsea Clinton you lost to a hood kid. And that's why I loved Richard and everything, the whole family. But Richard, to me, was a transcendent corner and doesn't get enough credit because he wasn't very fast. He had ridiculous ball skills because he was an offensive player growing up. He was an offensive-minded dude. Beat USC catching the football, if you don't remember, on Pete Carroll era when he was at Stanford. But became one of the best corners, in my opinion, and wasn't very fast. Wasn't very fucking, wasn't the most athletic. But he was long, smart, rangy, and had that it factor. I'll take Richard over half these motherfuckers, to be honest. Um, But, you know... It is what it is. I mean, I, I don't know. I just take it like that. Um, it wasn't that Joe, bad of a Joe Accord just came in and said, is this a new podcast? Yes. Hey, it's Wildin' with Wido on Wednesdays. Joe, where you been at, dog? It's a Wednesday, it's a Wednesday segment um, with Wido. Yes, Wildin' with Wido. I might have to bring Joe on and give a motherfucking weather news report. We might have to have a Joe Accord fucking segment. Uh Thunder and lightning with Joe Accord. I don't know what the fuck we're going to call it. Um, we'll see. Definitely the thunder. All right, here we go, Wido. So, can the Clippers be the new team of L.A.? Now, that's a very tricky question I'm asking you. You're not from L.A. I understand all that. You know the history, I believe, of basketball. So, you know that this is a team that's tied with Boston for the most championships in NBA history. Considered as one of the top three or four franchises of all professional sports. Um, Magic, Kareem, Kobe, LeBron now. I mean, some of the greatest players ever. You can argue Boston's greatest players and the Lakers' greatest players could beat an entire NBA team put together from all the other teams combined as far as historical players in the NBA history. Having said that, Clippers have never been to an NBA Finals, have never won anything. They are the JV team of L.A., in my opinion, being from L.A. 
But they get hype after hype after hype every single year. I'm going to have this great conversation with Marcellus Wiley on this this coming Friday. I'm going to get some Wileyism. A uh, good friend of mine who's a Clipper fan, diehard. He's huge on social media. Obviously, he runs uh, Speak for Your Net, Speak for Yourself show on uh, Fox. Um, we're going to talk Clippers all day on Friday. I I just does John Wall make them better than they've been, or do you see them as just another Clippers team? Because I'm going to tell you, Clippers have been getting top tier talent for the last ten years. Ten years. I was going to say yeah. Does John Wall mesh with Palmdel P and Kawhi Leonard, in your opinion? We haven't seen healthy John Wall back, you know. So, like, I like to think about old John Wall, the potential of what he was in the Wizard, because he was a game changer. But nowadays, he's hurt. His whole thing was his explosiveness. Now he has to shoot. John Wall's problem was his shot. So it's like, okay, if he comes in with a crazy defensive mind, it's a different ball game. I think it can be that the defensive point guard that can get you to the rack doesn't have to shoot your shots. You know, you still got Kawhi in these guys. So, but it depends on how healthy he is. Um, but coach, let me ask you, I, I always, it was weird to me. Lakers Clippers playing the same place. It's not like LA East, LA West. So in my head, it's probably just early on Wiley. All these guys just said, you know what? I'm a Clipper fan. I don't want to be with everybody else. And they just stuck it out. But when I see the JBs of the world say, if we get Kyrie, I'm out of here. I think people might get tired of the Lakers, the bullshit, and just say, you know what, I'm going to the Clippers because they're more real. We're out the mud. I could see that. Not even based on how good they are, just they're tired of the Lakers and what they're doing. I mean, it's tough, but, man. It's a tough scenario because when Dr. Jerry Buss died, I feel that half of L.A. and half of half of like the true Lakers fans died with them. And mm-hmm. I believe a lot of those fucking front running bandwagon cats we have in LA, I, I believe LA is the biggest front running city there is only for the simple fact that and I call it what it is. LA is my hometown. Of course, I think LA is the greatest city in the world, but I also call LA out for what it is. We are a fair weather front running fan base because of the simple fact that the Rams left L.A. and went to St. Louis, and we had no L.A. football team in, in the largest city and the second biggest media market in the world, and we didn't have an L.A. fucking football team in the NFL, and the NFL really didn't suffer from that because L.A.'s media market continued to be number two in the NFL, even though we didn't have an NFL team. So having said that, the NFL is like the PGA Tour. They just kept making money off of the players, but they didn't even have to fund a team or have a team. So when the Rams fans came back, when the Rams came back to L.A., the fucking stadium was empty. Nobody was even tripping on going. Um, and the Chargers in L.A., nobody goes to the Chargers game still. Nobody goes right. to them motherfuckers, especially when they're held here in Carson. So I guess, to be honest, um <sighs> You know, we're Fairweather fans, dog. We don't really have a fucking team. Unless you're a true Dodger fan or a true L.A. King fan, you're not a true Angel fan. It doesn't exist. You're not a true Clipper fan. It doesn't exist. And you're not a true uh, mighty fucking Ducks fan. So that don't exist. So you're either a Laker or a Dodger fan here. And that is what it is. And those are two great franchises in, 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 in each sport's history. Um I don't know if, if, if you'll forget about the Lakers, 
But like you said, if Kyrie would have came, just because the generation has gotten so fucking soft, I believe that yeah. the generation's so soft that we become this. I don't want to see another soft motherfucker Kyrie Irving here. Not a bitch made cat in a team that I knew that Dr. Jerry Buss would be turning over in his grave knowing that this bitch made cat's playing for him. Uh, I would have a problem with that being a Laker fan still. But having said that, good point. I don't know. Uh, they'll never. To, and, and my question to you is. Do you see the Clippers superseding him or taking him over? Before you answer that, I'm going to say I don't ever see it because the Clippers have a lore over them where they just can't fucking get out their way. They can't get out their own way. They've had more talent than a lot of teams. They still can't figure it out. Yeah, I believe truly that the KD or the uh, Paul George Kawhi assembly was supposed to be this thing. I think the Chris Paul Blake days was their best chance. They had a legit squad for multiple years, good coach, and they couldn't get over the damn hump. And they didn't have LeBron at that time, Lakers. So as long as they have LeBron, I don't see it. He's old though, so I don't know. But he's such a culture guy, coach. He's such a he's one of them players, probably the only one that is if he's on your team, you will elevate as a player if you're playing for the team. And not many guys can do that. Joker, you know, one of the, if you're a great passer, especially LeBron. So as long as he's there, I don't think he needs to do what he you know doesn't need to average thirty. He can't. But if they get somebody else in there, hey, and not count out LeBron. Shout out to uh, my main man Spartan Warrior. I don't even know if you're a member, but you shot us a fifty dollars super ticker. I appreciate you. Shout out to you. Hope you become a member and you enjoy the show. Um, First day with Wilder with Wido on this fine work boot Wednesday, hard hat work boot hump day, whatever it is to get you guys over the, over the hump. Um, just trying it out, new segment, bringing on Wido, shoot the shit, give me a guy that I can spit off of and uh, bounce some shit off of. And, you know, we're hour three on the show. Um, we've been consistent all week. Again, um, poll question, is the show better at one or is it better at two Pacific, five or six Eastern let me know. Um, I don't know. Does it help you out as if I go at two? I like six. I mean, the when you went early, it was cool because like I could see you while I was still at work or driving home. But if but I started at two, always- though, it would be uh, you'd come on at five, right? I mean, I mean, it would be five when I start. So right, you'd Later have more time. Yep, I could bring you and on I'm at six speaking- or seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to make it happen to come on the show. I love the show. I love you, man. I love yeah. the chat. But in terms of viewing-wise, I did like it when it was a little bit later. Yeah, watching yeah, yeah. The show. yeah. I got I to check it out. A lot of people are saying 2 o'clock, so we'll see what happens. I'm going to get an analytic deal on it. And, and, you know, it is what it is. Shit, you know, viewers go up. Viewers come down. It is what it is. But, you know, um, Lucy, shout out to Lucy, man. Lucy's an OG uh, in the house. Um, she says she's bummed, <laughs> bummed out over the dead football player list. I, I'm sorry, Lucy. It's not a dead football player list. Holy shit. I got to laugh at that shit. I actually have to laugh at that shit. She said the dead football players list. That ain't a dead football players list. It was a sad downfall list, Lucy. I'm politically correct here. Drinking this uh, great Paloma. Chilling on Real Talk Banter. Um, let me ask you this. I got this. Uh, I got something real funny I want to show you. But this is really a depiction, in my opinion, of what it is that. Uh, just what it is, in my opinion. This is what I think it is right now. Um this is who I think the Lakers are right now. I think the Lakers 
are West Brick, fucking wheelchair fucking AD, and LeBron looks like that motherfucker is literally aging in front of our face. He wants to play so bad with his son, he is making headlines that just... I don't think he wants to leave L.A. I don't think he wants to leave no. L.A. L.A. is his thing. Um, that It yep. is what it is on that deal. Um, I don't know. That's the Lakers, in my opinion. That's the Lakers. Um, I agree with the top two. Huh? Definitely. I agree with the top two pictures. I am not a fan of Russell Westbrook at all for what he brings to the table. But the LeBron, I look at him as a player that's at seven games deep in open gym, and you're just exhausted. And you're playing with four scrubs that you got to do a lot for, and you're like, and then the, and then the college hoopers come in, and it's their first game, and you've been running with these little JV boys, and you're like, fuck, man, I I got to do a lot to make us have a chance. I think that's where LeBron's at because I've been there. What do you what do you think about this right here? You think this is good? This is something coming down the pipe. I think this is coming down the pipe right here. Um. This is something that I believe is coming down the pipe. I don't know what you think, but this is going to be next after the abortion deal. I don't know what yeah. your take is on the abortion Roe versus Wade thing being overturned, but this is something right here that's the next thing coming. Um, now that they've taken Roe versus Wade, they may be taking rights to same-sex marriage and free uh, contraception away. That's another new big thing. Um Sad. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm gonna try to get Pat on after this uh, Pumpkin Ridge tournament, uh, Joe. Appreciate the the, the shout out and the twenty dollar give in. Um, you know anything about the Arch Manning and the Quinn Ewers of the world? Do you know anything about this? Not really much, much. I just know who they are. I've seen I've seen Arch. So let me break this down real quick. I want to show everybody this uh, picture we did. Arch Manning is basically coming to Texas as the number one recruit in the country. Quinn Ewers, tra Ewers transferred from Ohio State as his big-time kid, and now he's come to Texas as well. It looks like it's going to implode. One of my best friends is the head coach of Texas. I hope it doesn't. It's looking like it's going to implode because of the soft generation we have. Is Ewers going to fucking leave, or is Arch Manning a a guy that comes from nothing but pedigree, is he going to leave? Something's got to give. This is the generation that we're in. How many NIL deals can you give to top-notch quarterbacks in today's game? Um, I don't know, dog. I don't know, but something's got to give between those two, and my bet would be you, Ewers, Ewers, because it ain't going to be Peyton Manning and Eli Manning and Archie Manning's relative. I don't see that motherfucker going nowhere unless he wants to. So, having said that, how do you feel about this transfer portal shit? Do you think that you feel like I do? Or do you think they should have the right to leave anytime they want? Um, and, and should chase the bag, so-called? Or is it something that... You think they need to fucking nut up and figure it out. It's so hard, Coach, because I've seen examples where it's the, a great thing to do. You were not getting along. You were at war with your coach. Transfer, do you. But, but when you open the floodgates to anybody, you get the soft people. You get the entitled people. Now, let me, let me say this, Coach. So 
I think you're right spot on with every position. I think the quarterback position is its own kind of its own thing. Do you think we might start seeing star quarterbacks, good quarterbacks team up to do a two a Jalen Hurts type of thing and be on the same squad and just, hey, fuck it, they'll pick us both. Well, if you play bad, I'll you see that or, or does it need to be it's my team? I'm the QB which is one of the old days. I think quarterback's too egotistical of a position. You're either the go to the hero. I think the quarterbacks nowadays, especially with the seven-on-seven circuit and all this shit that's going on, I think that you're going to have pride and ego get in the way, and you're going to say, my dick's bigger than yours. I want to be the next fucking this and that. And uh, I don't see it happening. Like Hector said, he tried the Jets tried it with Tebow. I remember that shit scenario. I don't know if that was a a try with Tebow. I think it was a basically out of a necessity uh, on who they had on the roster. But at the same time, uh, in college, man, I don't know because in college you need the reps to get the NFL film evaluation to get drafted, and so are you willing to share time with that? See, in high school you can do it. And still get recruited. Like, I had three kids and one Juco go D1. All three played quarterback. I played all three in different spots in the game. All of them had great film. Um, Having said that, though, I don't know, man. Um, It's kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. We're on the wild end with Wido. I want to take an interruption real quick. I want to take a two-minute talk and get a weather update from my main man joe accord in oklahoma and i want to know where are the fucking tornadoes at joe hey what's up where's the tornado at? there's one up in canada in canada where's the fucking where's my canadian dude at where the fuck did he go rico what is his name gorgie i don't, I don't know it's up by calgary like north of calgary gorgie right? where's gorgie at um Joe, give me one second. Um, we're going to stay on the after hours and the after party. Hold on one second. Yeah. I'm going to mute you out. I'm going to end the audio side. Uh, me and Wido will continue here on YouTube. I appreciate everybody coming in, everybody breaking off some bread, everybody chilling. We're on this new format um, here on the uh, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later show. And we're going to be on this after hours on the after party on the bottom line here. Um we're not. We're gonna. We're gonna have a discussion. I'm gonna ask Joe if he was on Shark Tank, what would be his business invention? I'm gonna ask that. But everybody, I'll see you tomorrow for Thirsty Thursday, as I'll just be getting fucked up on slapdick vodka and whiskey all show. Um, and you don't know this, but we will be doing a taste testing, blind taste test coming up soon on the Thirsty Thursday segments of this show, where I will send out four small bottles of. Vodka, they will all be blank bottles, numbered, and you will taste them on the show with me, and you will give me one through four, and hopefully Slapdick's your favorite. And if it's not, we're still going to go with it and show it, because I'm a real motherfucker. And if if it ends up number four every time, then I'm going to cancel the fucking vodka. But anyway, I appreciate you guys on Spotify, iTunes, and Apple. I'll see you tomorrow for Thirsty Thursdays. Join me on YouTube now for After Hours and the After Party with Wido. Big chilling on this wild, wild and wide old Wednesday, work boot Wednesday. I'll see you guys tomorrow for Thirsty Thursdays. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Wido, you got a freestyle to bust? I mean, I, I, you know what you saw? I can't speak on that, but.
gridiron lions. You little giants, we been defying. That does sound like water right there. What's up, what's up? Breaking down the walls. We all lean once the coin gets tossed. Got the pound 